What is up, potty people? Just want to send you a quick little intro here. Man, we have got a heck of a podcast put together for you on this one. It is lengthy. I will warn you, uh, if you go through the whole entire gauntlet and you're able to make it through the whole entire podcast, then... I really appreciate it because I think we've got a really good one for you. Uh, joined as always with with P. Sweezy on the pod, but uh, but we have special guest Griffin giving us the untold story of Scruff McGruff. So I hope you enjoy that. We talk about our Sundays. Uh, we go into the weekly report that Sleeper gave us and kind of analyze a few things. We name a butt ugly blizzo of the month as well as a superstar shining manager, and then we jump into division talk, uh, team names, and all those matchups. It's really, really fun. Then we conclude actually with a little fun segment that I think you're going to appreciate uh, in flossing. Um, Again, that's around the the 50-minute mark, so you need to get in there and enjoy that. It's really, really catered to you as a listener, so I think you're going to love it. Uh, then there's also a segment we talk about trading blocks. We talk about waiver notables, bringing to attention, bringing to your intent, your attention, the important people on the waiver wire that you need to be seeking and going after maybe increasing some of that fab budget for maybe not. Uh, and then we go over next week reviews, which is something we're going to do every single week and try to keep track of. So you can kind of be at the start of that when we keep track of our matchups and our percentages over the course of the pod. And then, uh, we have a content call out or fallout. Adding this, just calling you guys to kind of uh, carry the torch. That is the the content that we've created. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's been a blast. And I know you guys want to hop on this content train. So if you're about that life, uh, get in here. Mess around. Send a message in the group me. See if you want to snag any of those those uh, things mentioned at the end of the pod. But very interactive. I think you're going to love it. It's, uh, it's an absolute banger. So enjoy. Benny Pump, out. Is. You do not talk about Okay, we are live on the podcast with joining with Patrick Perriman uh, in the in the in the dojo with us today, and also our boy Griff Scruff McGruff, Griffin Fulkerson himself, on what is going to be the layout of, uh, yeah, just the backstory of Scruff McGruff, because in a previous segment on the podcast, for those of you who listened before, um, Scruff McGruff was called out for a lack of identity. We don't know who Scruff McGruff is, and we wanted to hear a story, and we might be approaching all the other parties that do not have their name or a uh, a go-by nickname that is familiar with everyone, so maybe this is just the first on the list, but Griffin, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, it's crazy. Uh, second podcast already getting a feature. I feel very, uh, very special here. I'm excited to clear the air and really just help under, yeah. help everyone understand uh, why I'm keeping my name, oh, why it's important both. to me, why both. I was hurt. <laughs> yeah. No. We're just pulling but back the curtain all, uh, here. Yeah. Before we before we go into all the details, I want Patrick to explain what just happened uh, in setting up the Griffin uh, podcast interview over the phone. Griffin, uh, Patrick, what just happened? It's a little backstory. Um, oh, God. We had so 
Ben's got himself a nice alcohol. hard, nice alcohol. We'll we'll call it an alcohol. I've got an alky, and um, I also had an alcohol. Yeah. Um, it was sitting. First of all, it was sitting on our little mobile table in front of us where a mic is mounted. It's really nice. He moved the table quickly, and it was a magic trick. It didn't. It did not fall. I don't know. It was close. He really. He was dancing. For those with the of you who do not know, I hate spills. I'm not a big spill guy. All right, let's continue. So I I move it, you know, to the. To the end table, it does not move, right? The end table just sits here. Yeah. Thinking it was in, it was out of the line of fire. And then Ben, in getting Scruff McGruff on the line here, Gosh. moves the end table, and that thing just spills all over the floor. So we're on the phone with Scruff McGruff, FaceTiming. We're trying to clean up White Claw. We're just, it's just a mess. I'm a little frazzled, and I'm a little sweaty. But uh, with all that being said, we're here. We made it. So... Um, to, to recount just one more time, um, Scruff McGruff is your team name. You sent us a couple of YouTube videos. Could you tell us a little bit about just kind of scraping the surface here with you, Griffin? Um, what is that character? What is that? What is that show? And when did it air? What, what kind of circa years are we de- dealing with here? Absolutely. I'm excited to answer those questions. Uh, if you can hear, there's a truck behind me. And so I'm going to wait for him to drive away. All right, perfect. So, circa 1980. 1980? Wow. They had televisions back then? A great year. Great year, okay. For all of us, right? For all of us. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, so, I'm sure you all have heard of Smokey the Bear, right? Love him. Yeah. Only you can prevent forest fires, right? Absolutely. Everyone knows Smokey. Honestly, well, I haven't been seeing a whole lot of them I, lately. Yeah. <laughs> Those forest fires. Yeah. Too soon? Must be in California. Too soon? <laughs> I think the character that has been most overshadowed by the behemoth that is Smokey the Bear He's is for sure. McGruff, the dog detective. I mean, that's, that's a great character. You got me sold on the character. <laughs> yeah. So. The 1980s. In 1980s. So how is this relevant to you, my friend? <laughs> tell me, tell me how this how this hits home. So it, it's really a it's a wild story. Oh, I love these. Um, Buckle up. <laughs> yeah, you better you better get ready for this one. So, McGruff uh, is a detective, and his slogan similar to Smokey the Bear, you have to have one. It is take a bite out of crime. Mm. Oh. McGruff was all about uh, sharing with the kiddos of the 80s and the 90s and even the early 2000s, which is where this uh, will connect to my life. Uh, okay, all right. McGruff was all about sharing the fact that the police can't do their job by themselves. Uh, they need the help from the public. So it was just a good way to socialize it uh, behind a charismatic and approachable character being McGruff. As you could have seen in the videos, Mm -hmm. uh, McGruff has a nephew named Scruff. Oh. Scruff McGruff. Oh, I see. Okay. is a little... uh, troublemaker slash always gets himself into trouble okay so let me get this straight not a not an assistant by any means not someone who's going to assist and help um help Mm -hmm. the the dog detective figure out anything if anything he's actually the reason 
that uh, that the dog detective is actually in uh, in business. So I would say he's the most relatable character of the story. Okay, great. Uh, being Scruff McGruff, he is the reason why his uh, okay. his uncle McGruff needs to uh, be there. So, so the first question that actually hits me is, uh, are you a troublemaker? Uh, well, you're making trouble in our league. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they call me Scruff McGruff. But anyway. Uh, Back in the early 2000s, I have a younger brother, Bennett. Love him to death. Uh, I believe the only person that will know this person, the only person that will know this person in our group is Isaac Meisner uh, because of... Shouts out to the champion. Yeah, like Crestwood, Kentucky, soccer. Would Grace Ann potentially know him? Uh, Yes, actually, because he went to South Oldham. But Colin Hall is one of my good family friends. He is Casey Hall's older brother. Uh, just family uh, friends there. Yeah, I don't expect any any connections there, but it's a small world. Who knows? But Colin gave my brother a great nickname. It was Benny Frank, and Benny I was Frank. jealous. I was like, Kelly, what should my nickname be? And because <laughs> Colin was, uh, I mean, he's probably. I think he just turned 29, so he was in middle school or high school at this point when I asked him for a nickname. And I bet you Scruff McGruff was all the rage in those days, so it was on his mind. And he was like, you know, you're not McGruff. You're not the lead guy that's solving the problems. I think you're the guy that's causing the problems. Yeah, okay. And, and so have you have you wrestled with that and are you okay with those like that reality or does that still haunt you at night? Does that still cause nightmares? So here's the thing. I didn't okay, realize this was the case at <laughs> all until I did a deep dive. <laughs> you, you just thought it was a great like play on words like this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a nickname. Exactly. And there was uh, just to be sure for all the uh, speculators out there, you didn't have any like, you know, uh, scruff on your face, no no beard action, yeah. none of that no stuff. Beach yeah, so for all those people thinking that Scruff was a relation to the beard, uh, he was a young man at this time and did not have a beard. So all those teachers break, break that idea in half. Yeah, that's what I just did. Throw thing it away. Is, that's really yeah. good. So, so who do we blame? Who? What's his name that called you Scruff McGruff? Colin. Colin. Colin Hall. Yeah, so Colin Hall, back in the early 2000s, is the reason why my fantasy football team is named scruff mcgruff or i guess my handle now yeah that's um, really i mean yeah and this will go on to be a major obviously uh, a major pillar for your whole entire life whenever we are 70 years old and still in a fantasy football league so it's just good wow. to get that that history now um in what will be the official second season of the sleeper league but um but yeah just wanted to get that out of the way so i appreciate you joining us and i appreciate you getting the backstory if there's any yes. other uh, any other tidbits for this information that you'd like to add, then by all means go ahead. But that's uh, that's what that's what the want, that's what the people want. That's what the podcast needs. Yep, I'm happy that I can provide some perspective. I think that Alex Tisver will really appreciate uh, mm. the concept of taking a bite out of crime wow. and helping out our police force uh, by just being uh, an open eye and open ears to the public. Well, it sounds like you really just embodied the nickname. You, you, you went. You, it may have been meant as a slight to you, but much as Bruce Wayne took the bat symbol, you've taken on the moniker of Scruff McGruff and you've carried it forward. Yes. 
and we appreciate you doing that for the league. And uh, and yeah, shouts out to um, all the uh, all the people who serve. Uh, you know, first responders, police. Uh, you you guys are great, and we love you deeply. Thank you for your service. Uh, thank you, Scruff McGruff, for joining the podcast. That's uh, that's all I got for you, brother. Got it. All right, see you, man. See ya. Here's what's going to happen. I am going to have to fix you, manage you to on a more personal scale, a a more micro form of management. Jim, what is that called? Micro-jimment. Boom, yes. Now Jim is going to be the client. Dwight, you're going to have to sell to him without being aggressive, hostile, or difficult. Let's go. That's a clap. All right, we're in this thing, action. Podcast. Me, Patrick Perryman, in the dojo. Can I call this the dojo? I want your house to be the dojo. If we're in the dojo... Can I be the sensei? Absolutely. If I'm I'm the sensei, this is the dojo. That's right. All right, so dojo, we're in Patrick's uh, gaming room. It is, I mean, it is nostalgic, to say the least. Yeah, to say the least. It's a work in progress. It is awesome. I'm in awe. Great big big screen TV here watching the Celtics. And the uh, and the heat play. Very excited about this game. We'll try not to freak out while it's going on. We're probably going to be. This will end in the middle of our podcast. You think we'll be able to stay focused? Uh, depends on how close it is. It's looking pretty close. So <laughs> um, yeah. So we're we're at Patrick's house. We're in the dojo. Uh, what would be my house's name? What would you say my my room would? Mm, when you sit in my room. Next podcast we're at mine. I just want to feel out the ambience, and we'll just do that. My my gut reaction says studio, but okay, we're in the studio. Feels okay. like a studio. Fair. It feels very nice, very clean. A lot, clean. A lot of together. nice, I mean, just feng, feng shui, you know? And Evan can go ahead and, Evan can go ahead and just, you know, oh, fix that pronunciation. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that, uh, that brings me to, um, well, man, I'll, gut reaction to that. Just immediate reactions. We don't have to spend long on this. Just immediate reactions to the podcast. Podcast power rankings. Yes. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm I happy about it. I, I love to hear the conviction in the voice whenever you're ranking people and the, the reasoning behind it. Yeah. I think I mean, you really get close to the heart whenever the voice is involved because when you got pen and paper, it, you can edit it and you can change it. You can make it real clean, but when the voice is all you got, you just throw it out there. I love it. I love it. Um, he, it's, it might be the most emotional I've ever seen Shacklet. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and the lack thereof. Tearing up. No, but was his voice not really good on the podcast? Like, was it not really good? Smooth. I thought, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he recorded on the Anchor app, mm-hmm. just straight from the Anchor app. We record GarageBand, and then we upload through Anchor for publishing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it really did a good job of recording his voice. Um, and, yeah, I was really I was really thrilled with that. I mean, as Isaac said, I do think it's worthy of going to sleep. Yeah. Too. Because it was just like, oh, man, this is nice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Tuck me in. <laughs> Unless you're in the bottom feeder bracket, which just, I mean, you're receiving a lot of smack. And honestly, you probably don't want to finish that podcast by the time you start it. Right. If you're in that bottom tier, yeah, just I really getting tier piled separation. on. Yeah. I texted him. I was like, the tier separation Huge. is key. He didn't touch on it later, but I do think you're right. There's a bottom feeder tier, and then there's like a mid tier that I think probably ended at like Eric or whatever the... I don't know what the sixth or seventh, like sixth or fifth spot was, and then there's the upper tier. It's just split. Well, let's be clear. I was not in the bottom tier. And no, 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 made neither that very was I. Clear. Neither was yeah, I. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying there's those two. It's not split up four, four, four. Sure. It's split up two, two. like six, yeah. and then the other four. Yeah. Quick math for everybody. Quick That's math, two, man. Six, I had to, four. I, I thought about it real quick just to make sure Eight, that 12. I was checking you on your facts here, Ooh. but you got it. Yeah, I'm in You there. nailed it. 
Yeah, all right. Yeah, so I loved it. It was great. Uh, what do you think about it being separate from the Pump Fake podcast or being a part of, like, it would come out of the same the same stream? You mean, like, on yeah. the same exact podcast? Because that's what we were or? discussing. Like, it wouldn't be, like, we would yeah. obviously never edit anything of that. It would just come out as a piece of the Pump Fake hmm. podcast. Kind of like The Ringer. It, so, and that's that's what would need some adjusting is that it would probably be the Fight Club League is the the uh, the entertainment deal, and then the did you spill it again? No, it was empty this time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but the can did topple. Uh, but gosh. we're good. He we're spilled good. that saucer again. <laughs> F it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was saying like Fight Club League would be the whole entire entertainment genre, sure. and in that is the Pump Fake Podcast. Like Ringer has the NBA show, has the whatever, whatever. That that would be the idea. Mm-hmm. But I, we're not gonna go <laughs> off recreating all that fun stuff. Sure. I mean, I like it being separate and its own thing. I think it can definitely be part of the podcast stream. Um, but I, I do like just being able to listen to the power rankings, and that's all I got. And then he's got in his description the the writing portion Love of it, so you can actually see it. So it's in writing. You can keep it recorded right. in that way as well. So. I love it. I love it. It's good. Talk about that for hours. Very good. Um, are you worried that he's going to burn out at all? I think the uh, the podcast version lends itself to more longevity. I think whenever you've got to sit down, like just just think back to school. Whenever you've got a report coming up, you know you're waiting till the last second to get that report out, unless you're just like, hundred percent, a hardworking, hardworking student, and you're you know way ahead of time. So I think, yeah, doing the podcast version it allows you to just get your thoughts out there. Maybe you take a few minutes to get your thoughts together and do a little bit of research, which. Evan does his research. He does. Um, but you don't have to worry about all the all the writing portion of it and making sure it's as clean and edited and perfect. So I, I think it, it lends yeah. itself to more longevity. And if somebody else wants to jump in there, that's all, obviously Evan's call. He's taking yeah. the banner here. So That's true. I did see so a lot of good reactions of people being excited and maybe they think that they could throw out some podcasts. Connor was out there lobbying. I know Eric said that he mm-hmm. wasn't writing down yeah, yeah. <laughs> ish. Yeah. So he was gonna he was thinking about it. Um so I will say, if we do cuss on this, does it make it explicit? Because there's a button that I can click to make it an explicit podcast. We need advisory. We need parental advisory because we've got listeners all over the world. So we've got to make sure that up front, people yeah. know what they're getting into. Which, by the way, shouts out um, to the... Uh, I'll throw a shouts out in the early intro segment where I go through all the segments that we talk about. But huge shouts out to our global listeners. Absolutely. Unfreaking believe We got 38 awesome. listens last month. Wow. last week. Wow. 38 Man. listens. Who is listening to this thing? I don't know who they this are. It's ridiculous. We get 12 people. <laughs> 12. There's a there's an other majority that is listening to are this Are these podcast. actual unique listeners? Do we know that? Do we Can uh, we dig in on, on those analytics? Because some people might That's just true. be replaying it. I don't know. That's true. Whenever I was listening to Evan's podcast, it did say two plays, and it was from me signing on twice. Sure. But how often did you sign into the podcast? Once. I mean, I listened to it once, maybe three times, maybe eight times, you know? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, right, yeah, okay. Maybe right. 38 times. I don't maybe know. Maybe it was me that listened to it 20 <laughs> times. I just wanted to critique. I wanted to make sure I'm taking out all my ums, all my likes, and yeah. all my us. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's no, good. I, I don't know. I, I would like to know how many unique... But, I mean, we have in the data, in that big data, that, it, that we've got some listeners in, what was it, Caterham? B, data. Yeah, we got Caterham, we got some... Uh, I think that was the England one. There's Great Britain. I can... All over the world. All over the world. I mean, it's crazy. Suff- suffice it to say, we've got listeners all over the world, and we're happy they're here. Yeah. And uh, and while I while I pull this up, because I do want to just look a little at the analytics there, because I think it's fun. Um, the, we, I guess, 
as I segue and I multitask, which I'm really bad at doing. <laughs> NFL's back, baby. <laughs> NFL is NFL. back. You know what I'm saying? And uh, oh. and I just like I wanted to ask you how this Sunday treated you. What was your setup? Um, walk me through just your your Sunday setup. And if people want to comment in the group me what their Sunday setup was, um, we're about that life. So send fill that group me up with all your setups because I've got a picture. I think Gracie might have thrown on our story. Yeah. I want to tell you that I was in the dojo sitting here just oh, with the big screen in front of me, just zoned into red zone all day. Yeah. But I can't tell you that. Oh, no. We had a little curveball thrown at us, oh, all right? The curveball being that we went to Rebecca's parents all day on Sunday. That's right. You said birthday. Yeah, it was a Sandy's birthday celebration. Happy birthday, Sandra Clevenger. Um, but so we were over there. She listens. We were there. Oh, she's a listener. One of the thirty-eight. So I had to. I had to. You know, I had to do a little bit of digging. I had to make sure: is it going to be okay if I'm literally sitting on my phone all day with the YouTube TV app open? You know, and it got cleared. You know, so yeah, approval. Yeah, because so Rick, her dad, also great guy. You've met Rick, haven't you? Uh, Oh, I have. Yes, got. I mean. Nicest guy I've ever met. Very, very sweet man. Sweet man. Such a sweet man. He he's a he's a Bengals fan. So we he had the Bengals game up, but I was able to just sit there on my red zone app and oh. actually watch, but you know, for fantasy reasons and just enjoyment of football reasons. So yeah. that was my setup. It was basically whenever we were doing the birthday party, obviously, you know, hands off the phone, we were we were all involved in the party. But I had my phone with the red zone app for most of the day and man. Time just got away from me, as it always does with the Red Zone app. It sure does, man. It sure does. So what was, what was your setup looking like? Were you at the studio? I was not in the studio. I didn't step foot in the studio, I don't think, uh, because that is the guest bedroom. Yeah. I was on that couch okay. all day long. I wow. woke up. Then I woke up. Y'all, listen. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> I had myself a day Sunday, all right? And mm-hmm. it was great for a lot of different reasons. Um, I want to acknowledge the greatness of you being able to watch it on your phone, the Red Zone app. Mm-hmm. All right. For those listening, YouTube TV did allow, like, even for free, if you were on YouTube TV at all, for free, it was available to you this last Sunday just to try it out. And so we have already invested in this. We've already said we're signing up for this faux show. Sure. Faux cheesy. And um, it was amazing. It was amazing. So I kicked that boy off. I got that rolling. All right. For breakfast, what did I have? Um,. I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but that doesn't matter because I had a whole pizza for lunch. Not a burrito? Not a burrito. No. Not wow. the, I, I just didn't want it. There was a lot going on. I So I was just, nah, I'm just going to wake up. Um, that would have been had, a, oh, oh, I know what I did. Okay. Did you go to Burger King? Nope. Okay. Uh, I went to Kroger. Oh. And I got me some honeycomb. What? Like cereal? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I always call them honeycombs. Honeycombs. But, okay. but maybe the name is honeycomb. I don't think I, I just use the it. plural. I don't have an S on it. Okay. Can someone confirm or deny that honeycombs has an S on it? Yeah, we need we need Throw the it facts. in the group me. Throw it in the group me. Honeycomb or honeycombs? Um, would you bet your life that it was honeycombs? I would not. I okay. just know that I've always called it honeycombs, okay. but I also called Baron Stain Bears Baron Steen Bears. I thought it was E I N. It's A I N. Well, it's Baron Steen. It's burn. It's Bear Steen Bear. It, <laughs> it's Burn Steen Bear. It's what is it? It's Baron Stain. <laughs> it's A I N, brother. AIN, it's, but I, it's Bears, it's Bearstein Bears. That's what I say. Bearstein Bears. You couldn't be more wrong, but I, I, I acknowledge it. Like Didn't you say there's an ultimate dimension in all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. That? There is another dimension where I grew up where it was EIN, and then the dimension we're in now, it's AIN. So, 
you sure that's not geographical, or do you think that's actually relational to... It's dimensional. Yeah, okay, yeah, dimensional. Yeah. I'm sure there's some listeners out there that know what I'm talking about. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. It's a two-point uh, game with a minute, <laughs> minute left, left in the Celtics game. Glad we've got our podcast up. But, uh, but yeah, no, the setup was great. I had a full frozen pizza to myself. I decided to make mac and cheese when I was at the store picking up the honeycomb. I was like, I'm just going to grab me a little box of mac and cheese just for funsies. Uh, had a lot of that, gorged myself on it. And then ate that whole entire pizza. Had myself a cherry vanilla Coke. Ooh. Okay. And Grace Ann was out of town. She was coming back from Louisville. So I, I had that available to myself. And I drink that at the start. Okay. And she comes along closer to the end of the first quarter. And my setup is couch, big screen, red zone. And then small screen monitor is the Bears game. And Grace Ann mm. was like, hey, babe. Like, let's... um, Let's watch the Bears game together. And I was like, this is amazing. And she wanted to learn football. So, I mean, I I heard stories of Allie telling me that, you know, learning football is the most important part for a girl because then they understand how it works and they can get equally excited. Hmm. So when, I mean, the Bears came back, we were pumped up. We made a secret handshake. And it was cute, and I loved it. And it was so fulfilling. And I hung the, the banner outside the flag and she was like I love the banner wow I love the flag and I was like this is amazing what a day this is amazing so yeah it was a great day full of great food and then to top it all off I already had that vanilla coke uh, cherry vanilla coke she comes home and she was like I got you a treat and I was like what is that treat a treat a treat tails wagon yep. another cherry vanilla coke wow unfreaking believable man it was great it was so great oh my goodness uh, Jimmy Butler just hit what could be a uh, a go ahead or a tying bucket. It was a go ahead. Go ahead. It was a go ahead by so one. As a Celtic fan, you're not you're not feeling this. Not feeling this. Okay, so but that's our that's our, our the red zone coverage was amazing. It gave us all that we needed for our full experience on Sunday. I'm glad that you were able to enjoy it. I definitely enjoyed that Sunday. It was a complete waste of a day, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Quick side note: How did you have the Bears game up? Did you find a stream? Final? God, jeez, I tried so hard. Mm-hmm. Like I was like I, every single thing that I did for about thirty links on Google. Hmm. was it took me to NFL Stream, NFL Stream, hmm. NFL Stream every single time. And I guess they've done a really good job of covering it. But then, yeah, Shaq, I called Shaq immediately afterwards and got the, I can't remember what it was. I'll probably have to text him before Sunday this week so I can get the Bears game again. Gotcha. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was good. It was good. Uh, Luke Horford's calling me right now. Buddy, love you. We're in the middle of a pod, so I'm going to hit the decline button and uh, talk to you later. But... To follow up real quick before we move on to our next little segment here, uh, did want to touch up on the geographical regions of our audience. We've got United States, 95%, Ireland, 2%, United Kingdom, less than 1%, Germany, less than 1%, and Puerto Rico, less than 1%. Percent. Not a person, because you can't be <laughs> less than a person. So Right. Um, You're one full person. One full person. So that's the that's the geographic. They listened to the literally the last podcast. Wow. So... That's uh, that's so, to date. So happy we're getting that reach. Yeah, man, that's that's unbelievable. Honestly, can't believe it. Don't understand it. We'll never truly understand what's going on there. Tier two um, league in the making. Yeah, <laughs> shouts out to all our other listeners. <laughs> if you want to pull it together, Fight Club League Part Two. That'll be a whole other story. The the genealogy of what this league is about. That'll be that'll be something else. Um, yeah. All right, transitioning to the next segment. Louder, son. If you're ready, at the 27-17 mark, 
Nice, look at that. I'm just trying to keep track of it. Did you like that, by the way, me telling you where the transitions were? Everyone likes comments? that. Everyone is, likes it's just that. nice to have? It's nice to have. It's not needed, but because you're going to listen to the whole thing probably regardless. But People like to just see what they're getting into. They're like, okay, what are they talking about? What are they going to do here? What are they going to do there? And if we ever do something that's just like a snapshot on somebody's teams individually, yeah. then we can tell them their exact mark, just so, like we do with the team names last so year. So that's what we're going to do, though, is we're going to hop into what is the weekly report Okay, and this is the sleepers given to us, low-hanging fruit, um, just breakdown of the best managers, worst managers, and some high scores, etc. Um, I want to direct Patrick's attention to the screen for a quick second. Six seconds left on the Celtics Heat game. Everybody hold on. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum for three. And misses it. Looks like we're going to overtime. Going to OT. Needed that. So we are doing the weekly report right now where we are going to, uh, we want to highlight the manager. And I want to ask you, do you have a discrepancy? And I want to kind of maybe give you some time to think about this. Sure. What we're going to do is they've obviously given us a manager and a worst manager. Biggest blowout, narrow victory, highest scores, and et cetera. All these things. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we agree with those. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so when I ask you... Um, as we kind of work through this, who the best manager was or how we could say it in our league would be maybe the shining superstar, the best manager. Um, who would you say did a great job overall managing their team, putting themselves in position, and simply kicking A? Man, yeah, so we're looking through them. Um, so obviously the weekly report has um, Cook. Um, I looked at the UK Wildcat fan and I couldn't remember who it was for a second, but oh, it's Cook. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Cause it, yeah. yeah, Alex. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. Alex. It's, it's Cook. Okay. Uh, UK <laughs> Wildcat fan. Um, so we are... Did you start calling him that? His <laughs> first name? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're just... We're, we're taking a dive here. I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's tough because... Because does the best manager necessarily just mean having the best points in the lineup? Turns out it does. So, <laughs> so um, it's hard to argue with that part of the report. we got to say, if you've got 100% of your points out there, That's then you just made say. the best decision. That's literally what I was going to say. And I, I, I don't know if I, – I guess it's definitely happened before, but I'm just, uh, I'm just under the notion that, yeah, 100% just shows great managerial skills, great awareness, great uh, intuition to just know, hey, mm-hmm. this is what is going down. Right. And I just think that that is uh, – that's worth noting. So Alex Cook definitely gets the pass for us for being the superstar of the week. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you on the other side of the coin. Sure. Who was the uh, the butt ugly blizzo of the week? The, the worst manager. Do you, would you agree that it was um, Tisver is what it has given us? A.O. Tiz um, set the worst lineup with only 81% of their perfect possible lineup and still, uh, I guess... Still smashed Luke in yeah. their matchup. Still gets the victory. So would you say that he was the Blizzo of the Week? It's hard to call him the Blizzo of the Week when you get a win. Okay. It's hard It's hard to be a That's Blizzo like, of the Week when you get a dub. Completely agree. That's all this is about is getting that dub. So can we fault him for putting Malcolm Brown on the bench and him getting 26 points? And who's he going to play him over? Dalvin Cook? James Conner? Tyler Boyd? Maybe. Maybe over Tyler Boyd. But you don't know what, what the workload's going to be like in the Rams' backfield. Sure. Week one, so, so it's it's hard to fault him for that. Um, so I, I I can't call him the Blizzo of the week. Um, well then let me take the reins from you, and I'm just gonna call you the Blizzo of the week. Okay, that's fair. Um, there's gonna be plenty of these that happen where we just get in each other's face. Okay. And it's gonna get fun. I like to hear your reasoning behind it, and then we'll yeah. see if I got a counter. Well, here's the here's the here's the reality: is the yeah, lowest points for obviously 
is what sticks out. But, but, um, I also will give you the benefit of the doubt of saying you had no other producers on your bench either. Sure. There is nothing there. So my Blizzo of the week is laid upon you as faulty drafting. Oh, faulty drafting. Faulty drafting in the first week. Um, I mean, you got to consider wins are the most important currency in this league. And if you can't get a first win in uh, in week one, I mean, you're just starting. You're you're starting out a step behind. So I I'm anointing you with Blizzo of the Blizzo of the week. You can obviously dispute um, and give me another person, but uh, yeah, I'm just gonna lay that on me and let you respond. You know. Uh, scoring the least amount of points in the league, I'd be, be hard-pressed to really argue. Some people would say that's easy for me to just pick that and throw that on you. It's low-hanging fruit, for sure. But let's just, okay. take a deep dive into the stats a little bit here. Okay, How about right. that? I would like that. That would be great. It would be a fun thing for us to do. Whenever you're, I'm going to give me another seltzer and create some distance between go us. Go ahead and grab you a seltzer, and I'll just talk to the people for a second. I'll talk to you across the room. So we're looking to the stats. Whenever, As a manager, you want to put your best guys on the field, obviously. Black which. Theory, huh? Black Cherry is the go-to, in my opinion. Um, either Bud Light or White Claw Seltzer will get you there. It'll be my first White Claw, so Grace Ann, if you're listening, which she did listen to the whole podcast. Wow. Yeah, continue. Sorry. Um, 5% alcohol? Yeah, man. This is too much. <laughs> it's too heavy. <laughs> All right, continue to light me up. What are you saying? So you look at, you look at the stats, right? I also want to say, I know you're going to get into the stats here in a second. Mm-hmm. I started to keep on interrupting you. Yeah. But this is necessary. We need to be able to go eat each other's throats if we feel like we have a reason to do so. Sure. Because if what I've noticed in Good Mythical Morning is every single time that dude cooks something for him, he, they are so nice. Mm-hmm. They don't want to tell him that it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't. Yeah. But I've got to be honest with you and say, like, if you're a blizzo, i got to call you a blizzo. It's, sure. it's only fair. Yeah. And I would hope you would do the same. Yeah. I hope that you don't call me a blizzard right now, but I can't call you a blizzard right now because you got a dub, as I Who previously mentioned. Um, I believe Wait. it was P. Sweezy. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's getting weird. It's getting hot in here. Ooh. But if we look at the stats, <laughs> okay, right? Here we go. So stats. it's it's you're faulting the draft, okay? At the draft, what I'm looking at mainly, yeah. right, is talent plus opportunity, right? You yeah. want the best players with the best opportunity for fantasy. That's good. So what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing a good balance of talent and opportunity, in my opinion, on these players. I'm seeing plenty of carries for Mixon, plenty of carries for Drake. What I'm not seeing is a lot of touchdowns on my team. Mm. You know how many touchdowns your team got this week offhand? I can tell you. I'm going to say, all right, literally offhand, I guess. I know I had a couple people score too. Thielen and uh, and what's his name? Um, So I'm going to say seven. You got eight touchdowns this week. That's Eight amazing. touchdowns this week. You know how many well, touchdowns I Well, I drafted I got? really well. I drafted really well. Well, that's the question, right? Is because <laughs> you've got a player getting two touchdowns with six carries. Chris Carson and... Uh, six carries. Yeah. I would be a little nervous about that that's if true. I was in your shoes. That's true. That's true. Now, Clyde Edwards... How do you say it, Ben? L-A-R-E. The Clyde H Edwards, is L-A-R. silent. The H is silent. I would hate to hurt someone's ears. Yes, yes. Clyde Edwards, L-A-R-E. You. Had plenty of talent, plenty of opportunity, so you get a pass there. Carson Wentz had probably the worst half I've ever seen a quarterback have in a game. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, I'm yeah, a little I, shaky on Carson Wentz at this point. I, I understand you're coming back at me, and I hear that. Honestly, him coming back from injury was tough. Um, and I I liked. Do you called the Ertz though? First time, like it was the second touchdown of the whole it entire was, Sunday, and I thought I was going to be right. I thought Ertz is going <laughs> to have was somewhat, a heck of a game. It was somewhat. It just got a touchdown. Basically, but, what I'm getting at here is a lot of your guys just did not get a lot of opportunity. Like carry on Johnson, yeah. woof, I, drop him, drop him. We'll get to the waiver pickups. Um, 
But I'm looking at my guys. I'm seeing plenty of carries, plenty of targets. What I didn't get was touchdowns. You know how many touchdowns I got? You got eight? Did you get one? I had I had one outside of my quarterback position. Oh, Tom really? Brady had three. Drake. And I had one outside of my quarterback position. But there's a lot of opportunities out there. And I had tough matchups this week. All this sounds like a lot of excuses. I'm going to take the loss. I'm going to take the lowest points, and I'm going to say I was the worst team this week. But I'm not the worst manager. I don't think I can, I can call that yet. It does say on the weekly thing that below expectation, you're projected 28% higher. So that, you know, you had that going for you. That's right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 28% higher. So it's just like yeah. it is saying that you did have a higher ceiling or a higher floor than mm-hmm. what was done. Exactly. Um, so if you're not accepting the Blizzo, could you cast that blame or that Blizzo to someone else? I mean, I'm just going to have to. <laughs> Let me see. I mean, I have, a, I have another choice, but I mean, I feel like he's caught enough slack already that I'd hate to. Yeah, this we're just we're taking a quick we're taking a quick rundown of the league. It's Mark. It's Mark. Let me find him. Marcus Perkis. Let me see what he's got here. Who's Marcus Perkis? Yeah, I don't know. At Marcus Perkis. Gronk party bus. I'm guessing that's Mark. Okay. Uh, Evan Sacklett said that there was somebody that drafted terribly, drafted Gronk at that position. So yeah, I think it was Mark. Yeah. So if we, yeah, we're going to take a deep dive on the draft. We've got to refer to the only really source of irrefutable stats that we have, and that's our power rankings, right? The irrefutable stats that we have at our hand is our power rankings. <laughs> at our hands right now. At our hands right now. Yeah, irrefutable okay. stats that we have right now is our power rankings. So okay. we're going to have to look at what the lowest is on there. I, I love you using sand pillars. I would have that's, to... Uh, that's research right there. I've got to agree with our collective of stats and facts, and I would have to say that the, the blues of the week would be Mark. Okay. Um... Love that. Appreciate the, the, the commentation back and forth. Um, went to move into... Louder, son! Butlicker! Our prices have never been lower! To the, the players, we're just going to glance at them just for a moment. Uh, just for a moment here. The players, um, we've got highest scoring quarterback, Russell Wilson, RB, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. You guys can look through the list. Mm-hmm. But wanted to... Wanted to see if you had any hot takes on any of these players, any predictions, any yeah, any kind of uh, any feedback from these top scoring players. Uh, I can add something for a moment. Just want to say, Aaron Rodgers said, "Put some respect on my name." Yeah. All right. Got Absolutely. drafted super late. Goes out and drops a forty-something piece, only to be overshadowed by Russell Wilson. But my hot take on that quarterback position is, Aaron Rodgers said, "I ain't no schmuck. Mm. I'm an effing winner." Mm-hmm. All right, and. I'm here to play. And I just thought, I felt myself, like, I just, like, was breathing in, like, oh, my gosh, why did he go so late in our draft? Mm-hmm. He always goes so early. It's a shame to see him fall off this much, and then he comes back and shows us in the first week how much of a monster he is. Sure. I, I just want to I wanna go through and I'll pick out a few names of potentially some players that were overhyped at the draft that did not perform week one, and okay. now we have question marks around, and perhaps the other way around, people that are underdrafted. Do you have the draft pulled up right now? I don't, okay. but I wow. yeah, but uh, but it is right here. But I I remember one specifically being I hate to bring it up, okay. but it's the guy we were just talking about, Carry On Johnson. So oh my gosh. so when did I take him? When did I take him? Do you know? Yeah, let me fourth round, third round. I don't think it was that high. Okay, let me I hope see. Not. But I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on his week this weekend. If you are concerned 
about what he's going to be going forward because it looks like you did draft him in not too bad the eighth round sure but he is a starter for you he started in this week yeah I did so I guess my question for you is 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 he as bad as this week would say uh, I'm pretty worried I'm pretty worried because I watched that whole game I watched that whole game mm-hmm. and it was devastating uh, now they got up big and to still get up big and not be running the ball well Swift got a touchdown um, AP looked really nice and yeah I was yeah I mean I'm worried uh, yeah. he may or may not get dropped this week I don't know yeah. but uh, but yeah definitely definitely I mean that's inaccurate I, I yeah I guess I, I didn't maybe it was yeah fault me for not knowing the depth chart for mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions and um, and I thought if anything going into it with uh, Galladay being a little hemmed up with his injuries and stuff like that I was like alright sweet like really we're gonna be going to the ground mm-hmm. and lack thereof and if anything lack of well lack thereof of on Johnson but Swift played really well and maybe we'll see what his value looks like on the waiver wire yeah later in this podcast likewise for me DJ Moore uh, drafted him in the third round and hmm he, uh, for me... Gardner Minshew had a great game. Gardner Minshew does not throw him the ball, Oh, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, Teddy Carolina? Bridgewater. Is that yeah. Carolina? Yeah, oh, Teddy okay. Bridgewater. Sorry. Um, Teddy Bridgewater did have a great game. That's what's, that is what's concerning about DJ Moore is there were several players on the team that did well. Um, the newly um, signed Ryan Anderson, or sorry, Robbie Anderson, and then Curtis mm-hmm. Samuel both got some targets. So... It's a little scary for me right now, DJ Moore, but he did get he got nine targets, and I think it, it it'll turn around for him. But um, that's that's one that had me concerned this week. Yeah, for sure. That's my that's our that's our general I guess general review of those uh, those players. Do you have anything in the wide receiver tight end spot? I mean, Mark Andrew coming up big, uh, a notable great tight end pick for whoever got him. I can't remember who got him. Eric Johnson. A- EJ got him. Eric Johnson got the he's got the stack. He's got the Lamar Mark Andrews stack. Beautiful. You can't expect him to have two touchdowns every single game like uh, Evan said on the podcast, but gosh, just what a great, I mean, it's just nice to have when those weeks go, because Mark Andrews he's he's definitely upper tier. He's the lower of the upper tier, but he is there, and if this is going to be his role for the rest of the season, I mean he's going to have some high trade value for those people who her every single season get um, get fed up with having to stream a tight end, have to do this, have to do that, uh, always looking week to week. Luckily, a few people out there have cured that when you have your Kittles, which we'll see how he responds to his injury, but that's a thing. He is on the trading block. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but your Kittles, your Kelseys, and these guys, but yeah, I don't know. You, you sure those up. You sure those positions up. You have more energy and effort to put towards the positions that need some work on your team because you drafted one of those high guys. So that's that's the way that I see it. And um, and so for him to have Mark Andrews and for him to be a staple moving forward for Eric Johnson only relieves him of his duties of analyzing tight end play every single week and just moving on to what matters, streaming those wide receivers, streaming those kickers, those defenses, like we all do. Mm-hmm. And, so. a, and a couple more um, that perhaps were undervalued at the draft that just had amazing weeks. What We brought up one with Malcolm Brown for the Rams, and then you've got Raheem Mostert and Naeem Hines, both on Isaac's roster. Um, so the question mark around these guys is, are they going to go off like they did every week? Um, we've got the injury to Marlon Mack. What's the split going to be with Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines? 
And then Raheem Mostert, most of his was done on one big, like, 70-yard play. But he looked good the he whole game. Good. That's the thing. Like, when you break open 15-yarders and 17-yarders, like I saw him do, I think, like, three times or something like that, mm-hmm. obviously the big one is there. Mm-hmm. And you do chalk that up a little bit to, like, that's not going to happen every game. But to show the uh, the explosiveness in the holes and getting some of those big yardages, yardage, yard carries, those are that's what you like to see. He's yeah. running hard, running good. Sure, and then what you're hoping for, Naeem Hines, is he's more of like an Eckler-Gordon situation where Eckler gets used in that passing game a lot. That's true, yeah. um, So that's what you're hoping for, Naeem Hines. And then Malcolm Brown, you're just hoping he gets to work and Cam Akers doesn't take over the job by the end of the year. But In those situations, what ones. would you rather have? Would you ever rather have the power back or would you rather have the flexible third down back? It's so hard for me, but I've always leaned more towards the guy that I know is getting carries. That's the guy that I Power always back. want. So you want you want the guy who's the want, workhorse over the, the third down, change of pace back. I typically do, but I don't know if that's right for especially with a half PPR league. I don't know if that's right because if the game script turns bad, the passing down back's going to be out there more often and be throwing the ball more. Right, and I guess that's you can look at obviously the, those points for and all that fun stuff whenever we analyze matchups. But I was under the impression just when you look at the uh, New England offense when I look back on it from last year. People wanted James White. They didn't want Sony Michelle. Right. Or, like, for whatever reason, Sony Michelle was great, but they still wanted James White. And maybe that was because they had Tom Brady throwing the ball, so it changes things up a little bit. But So that made me lean more into this idea that the third down back, the more versatile back, is the one that goes in, whereas the argument against that is you need the blocker and you need the, you need the, you need the workhorse. Mm-hmm. It's very it's team dependent for okay. sure right. because you know if you've got somebody like Joe Mixon who I think is going to get most of the carries yeah. throughout the year he's a, more of a bell cow uh, of course you got Giovanni Bernard but yeah I think if you can get the guy that's going to be out there you know on a team and he is just the bell cow it's hard to argue against that Ooh. yeah yeah like Josh Jacobs is looking like he's going to be so it's like a monster yeah. Grab me another seltzer. Yeah, that's good. Uh, speaking of, this White Claw Black Cherry is quite nice and honestly very scary. Yeah. I can't believe that has 5% alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's sneak up on you. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. Lower. Louder, son. But liquor. Our prices have never been lower. Stop to divisions here. Um, I wanted to talk about this quick little snippet. Um, we wanted to talk about team names. Okay, and uh, the idea is that we um, have solidified the team names, and I would like to just make a notion to make them official. And I think that Evan Shacklett has. You mean to division do that. names? Sorry, division. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Evan Shacklett has to do that. Okay, so we have team uh, or division. Beat that a uh, a short for the explicit, but um, yes. I'm just not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Not, not for our viewers in Catarum. As far yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's a kid listening over there. Maybe it's a young lady, right. young girl, mm-hmm. and we're not, we're just. I'd rather not cuss because it's gonna be rough getting through these division names without cussing. Uh well, I don't <laughs> think taint is a cuss word. So, oh okay. Yeah no, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> um, but beat that a great name. Many cultural references um, like curb your enthusiasm, which is a fan favorite of our league. So just want to let everyone know that I'm aware. The Curb Your Enthusiasm is a part of that, and we do have a 23 second left, one point game with Boston and Miami. This is quite nice to have in the background. But Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a a guest on the show that comes in and continually references to Larry David how he should beat that A. Um, Sure. 
in his marital relationship. Right. Uh, so, and many other references to that A. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move on from that, though. And I think that, I think that this is the, it, it sends the right vibe. Okay. <laughs> sets the, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> sets the, uh, it sets the, it sets the mood. Um, for what this division, and I think they maybe should change. Obviously, they're going to change from year to year from randomizing divisions. Okay. But beat that A. Which is landed. To be determined. It landed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think it's only right that our league, as one that is not the powerful division that might be beating that A, but we fill the role of tickling that taint. <laughs> <laughs> We're not powerful. We're our own little small division. Mm-hmm. Me, you, Scruff mm-hmm. McGruff. And Mark, like we're we're not gonna overwhelm you. Hmm. We're just gonna tickle you and just get you excited. So there we are. We're playing our middle ground. We're not high, we're not low, just tickling the tank. Sure. Tickle the tank. And yeah. so for the other division to be the um, to be the ultimate affirm the daddy, I think that's I think that's really good. I think affirm that's just sound. Now I do wanna make sure Beat That A is the power division, division number two. Sure. Is it? I'm asking. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it and is. And then affirm that daddy would be the uh, the medium tier. I would definitely give us the the least competitive division, or I don't know how I would actually fill that out because I just say that because Mark's in our division, uh, <laughs> but Luke's in the other one. Luke's in the other one. Yeah. So uh, they also have what would we would consider bottom feeders from the only statistical and uh, references that we have mm-hmm. from the power rankings. So yeah. I, I just think our names at Tickle the Tain are very good, and I think that Affirm the Daddy is fine. Maybe it could get a little bit more creative, mm-hmm. but any other takes that you have on uh, on the division names? I really liked Yes Daddy. I really did. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. It doesn't that. have the same speed. It's it's <clears throat> Beat That A, Tickle That T, and uh, Yes yeah, Daddy. Yeah, I liked Yes Daddy before the tickle the taint really came on board well, and i don't know if i'm really on board with that one well, in you general can't be against it because we're in the same division i need full <laughs> unanimous decision here tickle the t it needs to stay but t the t so you're not t trip trip t you're not for it oh, okay no it's fine it's it's it, it affirm it's, the daddy um <laughs> affirm the daddy's so funny. It's funny what do you think about it i can't Just, i I can't throw any trash on Affirm the Daddy. Affirm the I Daddy. Like, I like it. Yeah, that's good. Um, oh, that's great. But yeah, we're down with the Triple T, sure. Yeah, down with the Triple T. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. It really, um, you know, it, I, I had, it was one of those nights where like, I was super busy, and then I was coming back to the group me, and there was, you know, 20 or 30 to catch up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just there. got down to the tickle, tickle the Taint. And I was what's like, going on? Man, this Close really got off the rails Close. quick. I Close really, I really wish I could have gotten my voice in here earlier. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way I felt. Oh, that's great. Um, lower, louder, son. Butlicker. Our prices have never been lower. Stop heat. All right, moving on. I'm uh, gonna go to the next segment here. We actually have already done the player reactions, so we're gonna go ahead and move past that. That we did that first, actually, before the division. So nailed it. Moving past that on the the old the old speed chart here. And um, and we're gonna jump right into flossing. This is a personal. Me and Patrick bring many ideas to the podcast, uh, mm. and we try to share in those. And um, Bam Adebayo just blocked the crap out of Jason Tatum for what would have been a clutch bucket. Did I drink um, out of yours? I don't think so. Did no, no, this is me. This okay. is you. You're not drinking my black cherry, white seltzer. What a block by Bam Adebayo. I uh, that's not what we're here for, but um, but yeah. He, that's uh, that's pretty intense stuff there to block what would have been the tying dunk. Oh, 
Okay, to go ahead by three, misses the first one. Okay, so football, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about flossing. Okay, this is off the rails and a little just me, but I wanted to Mm -hmm. talk about, it's personal, I feel like. Um, I'm going to ask you this question, and I want you to respond honestly. Mm -hmm. How often do you floss? Um, Unfortunately, about every time I go to the dentist. That's whenever (laughs) my teeth get flossed. Okay, uh, we're being honest here. So unless I'll, you know, like if I've you know eaten like a big steak, I got some stuff in the teeth. You know, I'll go. Will floss you floss the rest of them to get out the one? Like, will you? Yeah, I mean, while I'm there, while, while I'm there, I'll go ahead and clean them out. You know, but I'm not. I'm not a daily flosser. Not a daily so, flosser. Yeah, very rarely, but it happens. This whenever. is floss only with your when teeth. I feel it's needed. Even though I know it's necessary all the time, according to my dentist. When I feel it's needed, I do it. If I feel like after I eat, I got some stuff in there, then I get the floss out. What are some things? So steak is one of them. Is Captain Crunch one of them? Captain Crunch I haven't had in a while. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't think it would be. I don't know. Maybe. Anything that is not easily dissolvable and will get stuck in the teeth. Corn. Obviously when you're eating popcorn. Sure, popcorn. That's a good one. It happens to me literally almost all the time. Mm-hmm. I eat popcorn. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Flossing. It's personal. Okay, so you don't floss enough. I don't floss enough. Even though you know that you should. Right. Yeah, I think this is crazy. We <laughs> all know that we should floss. We all know it. Mm-hmm. And if anything, the guidelines have gone up. And they've said, I thought it used to be every other day. If Now when I have gone in, now when I have gone into um, Patrick reacting to the end of the Boston game here, uh, he's going to soak in that while I go ahead and take the mic for a second. Um but yeah, we know this. And if anything, it's gotten harder to do because they say to uh, they say to floss two times a day now. It, I, I literally Who's remember, saying this? <laughs> professional dentist hygienist dentist hygienists. The people that sell the floss, are they saying this? The okay. people that are yeah, yeah. shilling out the floss? Maybe, maybe. Um, you know, I don't talk to uh, what kind of floss do you have? I don't know. <laughs> Oral B? <laughs> Is it waxed? Is it not waxed? It's white, man. It's white. It's white. <laughs> it's white okay, 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 great. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we just don't floss enough. And I will say that I have flossed a lot more recently. Um, I, I probably do in every other other day. So it's usually a day that I won't, and then a day that I will, and then maybe two days that I don't, and a day that I will. And then I got into a routine there for a second where I was, like, going all the time, all that fun stuff. So, flossing. It's personal because we know the right answer and yet we still can't bring ourselves to do it. Sure. Okay, just like if I were to like start riding, riding on people for not working out. We know that it's healthy for us. Exercise is good. We don't do it. Anyways, personal. And I wanted to ask you, on the topic of floss, now that we know that you don't floss enough and I definitely floss more than you, but I don't floss enough. Mm. And there's people out there that floss unbelievably better than both of us. Sure. Um... What quarterback do you think flosses the most and why? What quarterback? Just, just yeah, at, at gut level, I say, what quarterback in the NFL flosses every day, two times a day? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Absolutely. TB12, is, is it part of his diet regimen? I've, I've got to be, man. It's got to be, man. I mean, just look at him. He's just, you know, he's he's just got that pretty boy face. He likes to take care of it, likes to clean it up. I mean, he's handsome. He's he, really handsome. I mean, anybody that kisses their son on the mouth better floss their teeth. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that's good. That's good. I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I want to ask the group me, ask the listeners, hey, who do you think is the most flossed quarterback? Mm-hmm. Most flossed quarterback in the league? Who do you think? Um, 
at face value, I want to say Peyton Manning, but he's not in the NFL anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because his marketing team is insane. Mm-hmm. His marketing team for Peyton Manning is just bonkers to mm-hmm. me. It's just, it's so good. It's so good. It's as good as Chris Paul's m- marketing team. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris Paul is an animal on the court. Yeah. He's an absolute menace. So yeah. annoying. And yet, public PR team or whatever has got him looking like he's the State Farm, like, whatever guy. And that's ridiculous. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm for it. And I think PR teams are necessary, and it goes to show why they are. Right. But Peyton Manning's PR team is next level. Um, and for whatever reason, I think that he flossed the most. But because he's not in the NFL to answer your question, I think that... Um, I want to say Cam Newton flosses the most. His teeth are huge, and they're big. Okay. I'm going to agree with that for a reason... That we might get into. I don't know. I see your list there. I don't know if we're getting into that list. Mm. Uh, we are. We're going to run through it, and that's actually going to be a game they can play on the group me. Okay. Great. Because I've got a deep cut on Cam Newton on why I agree with that. Okay, great. So let's move into the next little segment here that you're going to get to be able to play with. And if you're listening, you can get the pause button ready. You can just listen through and just make analysis yourself. But we're going to play a little game, and it won't be long, but we're going to throw up two quarterbacks. And me and you are going to decide out of the two which one is the better flosser okay. and why. And we'll discuss it briefly and we'll move on to the next one. What okay. you get to do as you're listening is you get to play the game. Who do you think plays better? And then you can even guess, I don't know, like who's Ben going to pick? Who's Patrick going to pick? And mm. then just have fun while you're listening. It's a little interactive. Don't you like this? What a ride. I what a ride, ride we're taking Kettering through. Yeah. Wow. All right. Come on. Sit back and enjoy it, guys. All right. First one. So, again, get your pause ready. If you want to pause it, take a guess, think through it. I would definitely do this. Mm-hmm. If I was listening to the podcast. But it's who is going to be the better flosser of the two. I'm going to give you two options. And then we are going to count down and we're going to name it. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm so ready. All right. First one is Drew Brees or Philip Rivers. Ooh. Think, for, think about it for a second. Three, two, one. Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Okay, yeah. hands down. It's yeah. obvious down. because obvious. he's uh, for whatever. I mean, he's a patriot. Um, the father. Patriots floss. Fathers have to teach their children how to floss. Yeah. Is Philip Rivers not a father? I don't know, but but Drew Brees definitely is because we yeah. know it. That's right. Okay, good. <laughs> Confirmed. Good. Love that. I hope that everyone at home thought H- that was hugs a his kids when he's holding his Super Bowl rings. That's true. We That's know true. that. Um, okay, next one. And I'll allow you to uh, elaborate on this one. Mm-hmm. But is Cam Newton or Kyler Murray? Do you want to say anything before we get into this, or would you like to do it after? I'll do it after. I don't want to sway the public, obviously, even though I think I, I already have. Obviously, you know what I'm going to pick. Yeah. Um, I think based on what I've said, everybody knows what I'm going to pick, too. Three, two, one, Cam Kyler Newton. Murray. Oh. No, I'm kidding. That's Cam Newton. I've said he's the one that well, Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense NFL. at all, but okay, it would right. be on brand for you. So, so why, why, yeah, I'm a spy. I'm a spy. Resistance. Um, so why, why is, what, what do you have to say about Cam Newton? Okay, so I don't know why I remember this, and I'd have to Google it to confirm, but I'm pretty sure, like, back, I don't know, tell 2016, Cam Newton played for the Panthers. There was this weird blurb. He was sitting on the sidelines, literally flossing in the middle of the game. He was sitting on the bench, had the floss out, going at it. You're lying. I'm not lying. We said this before the podcast. I thought you were going to go into the dance moves, that he was a flosser oh, no, no, the no, dance no. move. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I He was flossing on the sidelines one game. That I, is amazing. I, I feel 95% well, sure. What have got sucking his teeth? I don't know. Maybe he was eating a steak at halftime. Eating corn. Eating some corn. Eating some, some popcorn, corn. man. I don't know, but so I would have to think he's got to be flossing. If you've, if you've got floss available to you on the sidelines, you're a flosser. 
also don't want to sleep on Kyler Murray. I bet he flosses a lot. Yeah, but he's, he's not as much as Cam Newton. Just not as much. Yeah. One of those one of those uh, highest points mm-hmm. of the week, just under the highest point score of the whole entire the whole entire league. Right. Yeah, so hate to see it. Um all right, two more. Get your pause button ready. Here we go. Okay. Derek Carr or Dak Prescott? Think mm. about it for a second. Hey, curious. Three, two, one. Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs> we are for we some are. reason. Derek Carr just seems to me like trailer trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a Raider. <laughs> just, he's where he's. I've, I've heard he's a great guy. I actually heard he's a believer. I don't know Christian, all that fun stuff. He's great. I think he is a great guy. You could Google it right now. Derek Carr Christian. It'll probably pop up, and he like does memory verses, praise, and does all that fun stuff. For some reason, I look at him and I think that if he wasn't a football player, he'd be a lead like screamer and a death. I bet band. he has gaps between his teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So he actually doesn't need to floss. Yeah, like, his pockets just fall out. Yeah, you can't trap any of that good stuff if your teeth are all... No. How, what do I envision his teeth to look like? I'm I literally envision with like little teeth going all the way around. Yeah, he's a professional football fix. player. He's probably played to fix his teeth. He's probably... probably I don't know. He's got his teeth busted out a few he times. He probably has beautiful teeth. He might. I bet he does. But Dak Prescott definitely. No, I'm gonna look it up. That's for whatever reason. I literally think he has gaps between his teeth, and I think for some reason I think Dak Prescott has one tooth tooth missing for some reason, and he has like a big gap in his teeth. Really? I don't know why I think that. Dude, he has a great smile. Look at that smile. He has great teeth. They're dentures. They ain't dentures, brother. (laughs) Look at those teeth. Look at those teeth. He's fine. I don't know. But for whatever reason, we think I. I literally. We both think Dak. Yeah. Uh, Okay, Dak Prescott's teeth. Yeah, let's get his smile. For some reason, I think there's literally a tooth missing. It says Dak crosses out wisdom teeth. Oh. I mean, he's got a beautiful smile. These he are does, NFL players. Well, but look, look, look. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. He has one tooth that's a little short. It's his incisor. No, it's mm. not. It's his It's his cutter. Whatever that little vampire tooth is. Oh, yeah. It's the... Uh... Yeah, it is. Yeah. So are we wrong for picking Dak Prescott? We could be. I don't well, know. Just, that, because, that, just no, because you have a just, small tooth doesn't mean you don't floss them. That's true. That's I don't true. know. I think we just got to go with our gut on, okay. the, on this situation. Okay. When do we... Okay, good. We're on this for 20 minutes? <laughs> no, 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 just 11. Okay. 11 minutes. All right, sorry. Um, all right. Next one. Out. Next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford? Mm, okay, I got it. Three, two, one. Aaron Matthew Rodgers. Stafford. All right, we finally yeah, disagree. This fine. is great. I think Matthew Stafford, for whatever reason, still falls in that trailer trash category for me. I know that he's a handsome devil. I get that, but I just think he doesn't take care of his teeth. I just Aaron Rodgers like, is a professional. He's elite. He's the next level up in all categories. So he flosses. I just think Aaron Aaron Rodgers is too focused on just like what's in front of him, his team, his craft, his grimace at the wide receiver that dropped the ball to worry about his teeth. And I think Matt Stafford, didn't he come from an Ivy League school? Where'd he play? I have no idea. Where'd he play? I gotta look this up. Because I'm gonna say uh, Arizona State. Arizona State? That's literally just a stab in the dark. Uh, I, I got it right whenever I guessed for James Harden, whenever I put that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna put it again. Let me see. Stafford. Maybe Stanford. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Um, let me see. Where'd he play? Stanford. He was a Georgia Bulldog. Oh, Georgia. He was a Georgia, Georgia. Bulldog. I knew that before you said it just for You're the You're probably right then. You're probably right then. For some reason, I, I I think I did think that he was like some Ivy League school, and I thought he was a fancy boy, you know? And he would just floss his teeth three times a day. I don't know, but look at his girlfriend in uh, Georgia. Did they get married? He looks like a teeth flosser in that picture. He needs to floss more. He, he just looks, he looks like a pretty boy to me. I'm glad that I could get that one right. You think you did? Oh, you said that I thought I, that you thought I did. I think maybe you did. Oh come on! That's all I can give. You. All right, all right, all right. Moving on to the next one. 
Uh, Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz? Oh, okay. Oh, no brainer. Okay, okay. Three, two, one. Matt Carson Ryan. Wentz. God, <laughs> what? All right, we were on the same page. Now we're off the same page. Yeah. So Matt Ryan. To this me, one's close. He's a pritzy boy. He's ready to go. I throw the football. Don't touch me. It might get hurt. I'm flossing my teeth. I take care of them. I put my mouth guard in, and I take care of my teeth. You don't think Carson Wentz is? Well, you're I think no, no, no. I think Carson Wentz is great. Obviously, there's even he's on my team. There's obviously some even emotional value to knowing like or have met him because Grace Hand shot his. I think engagement that's what I'm, I'm thinking of it. I saw, I saw those pictures. And I know that he's a great Christian guy. I yeah. know all these things, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that he's a good flosser. I saw those pictures and I just thought, man, that's a good looking guy in those pictures, and it just made me think he's just a good looking guy and is he that, takes care of himself. Oh gosh. I mean, look at the, okay. Look at his smile, Patrick. We can't do this for everyone. Well, we have to now. I mean, just look at it. Honestly, it's gorgeous. He's it's gorgeous. He's a nice guy. He radiates guy. the light of Christ. Yeah, he's gonna win in these little scenarios. Okay, <laughs> and you know, if Carson, if you're listening, love you to death. I hope that you know your football continues to go great. Not just because you're on my team, but I think you're a great guy. I hope that your marriage continues to grow. All these good things. I hope that your videos with uh, my with the Scott team. Uh, shooting deer and hunting and all that stuff. I just wish you the best success a person could possibly wish on somebody else, but I don't think you've lost more than Matt Ryan. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Last one, everyone, this is it. Uh, last one. Deshaun Watson or Ben Roethlisberger? If we're wrong on this one, I think we're, I would hate to end on the wrong page. So okay. let's focus. I'm sending you wavelengths. You know the right answer. It seems easy to me. Three, two, one. Deshaun Watson. Okay, yeah. thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, again, just kind of fits that bill of trailer trash, and I just yeah. kind of, I, I dip and I, and, I, and I drink and I go beer belly, but I'm going to fail. And Ben Roethlisberger, I, if I'm offending you, if you're listening to this, I don't mean to offend you. I just think that um, that's how I think of you. So yeah. And that you're just kind of an all-out brute of a man. So flossing to you would kind of be uh, lower... Manly, it would just be not. It would be too feminine for you. Yeah, because you're a man. I'm holding strong on my Matt Stafford. I might shift on Matt Ryan, but outside of that, the rest of them I feel great about. Cool. All right. Well, that's great. That's the flossing segment. Love that we were able to do that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm um, very, very excited about that for the listeners. Lower, louder, son. Butlicker. Our prices have never been lower. So. Moving on to the next little segment here. Um, gosh, I wish this pen went right. Well, it's a KP pen. That's fine, it's fine. Probably fine. years old. Um, okay. Shots, okay. Shout out Campus go. Properties. KP. Uh, okay, so next thing that we're moving into is the trading block. Trading Ooh. block, okay? This is a thing now. This is Very excited right, about I'm it. I'm going to kind of get into a few details. Whenever I was making up those makeshift trades with... Uh, with the people that were yelling at me, which again, if you want to put me on podium for the podcast last year, we did not include that. So I'd like to. What? You wanted to put me on trial for the previous pod? Ah, yes. So maybe you want to revisit that, gather some of that information, mm-hmm. get it ready to do that. But the trading block, when I was putting together the responses, the rebuttals to some of the podcast things that I had said, they were saying that they're requesting trades and demanding trades and all this fun stuff. The trading interface is amazing, it's great. 
And it, you click trade, it shows you every team, every player, clickable to get their stats, and then a checkbox to say, yes, that's who I want to put in. It's beautiful. It is really next level stuff. Yet again, Sleeper has outdone themselves. They've cornered the market God, on they this are just, thing. Ooh, anybody that's playing in ESPN, oh. I think that you are a Neanderthal. Yeah, you don't floss. Yeah, you don't even know what <laughs> floss is, bro. All right, so trading thing is definitely a thing. And I do think for the first time in our freaking league... We're going to be able to put people on the trading block and actually have meaningful conversations with people that are willing to trade the person. Because there's a lot of times I'll take a stab at your team. I want this player. I'm willing to trade this. Are you interested? If you are putting people up on the trading block, use this as a 101 for our league because it would be a, it would be so helpful. We tried doing this before in the previous league where we would list them, but for whatever reason, it never really stuck. Well, in an ESPN app, you put somebody on the trading block and you have to go navigate to that page exactly. and find it. It's yes. so hard. This is made available right on the side of your effing screen. It's right there. Swipe left, bro, oh and you will see all the people that are up for trading. Okay, now it's obviously up to you to text them and see what their value is at, but I wanted to get into this because I wanted to ask, what do you think is appropriate, or appropriate, appropriate protocol for a conversation via, like a, a conversation with another league member over a trade? How do you go about this and why do you think it's right? Or why do you think that you're wrong? And I'd like to think that you're not going to tell us why you're wrong at trading. Just my process in general? Mm-hmm. So... And the, and the justification <clears throat> as to why. Yeah. Typically, I I usually, if, I, if I'm interested in a player, okay, I'll, I'll go to the team manager. Say, via text? Via text, typically. If I have their number, direct. text, If direct. you don't have everybody's number in this league... I add them on group me. And you, the, you probably should have them. There's a group text somewhere where we talked about pizza or something. You think? I think everyone should have each other's number. I think we're all in the group meeting. I don't think everybody has a rise number. Do you not have everybody's rise number? I don't think so. Do you have Mark's number? Doubt it. See, that's what I'm saying. Check your phone right now, could you? See if I can find Mark in here. Now, that Mark, would be it. Mark would be, a, I mean, it, there's generational difference there. Okay, because I do have his number. See, that's what I'm saying. But I think Mark's it's because number? he was in the um, Lazy Boys group. Exactly. That's good, that's good enough, though. You're, you're yeah. close enough with yeah. Mark relationally that you have his number via other resources. But do I have Griffin's number? I don't. So anybody that wow. may have been out of town and not on a Lazy Boy chat, I probably don't have your number. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to add you on the group me if I need to trade with you. And, it, and it'll okay. work because everybody's on that group me. That's true. I mean, so we, if I, I, I DM somebody on group I'm me. I'm just saying, okay, so but typically you would text them. Yes, absolutely. Continue. Text them. I would say, I'd say, hey, I'm looking at this guy. I'm interested in this player. Anybody on my team you're interested in. Unless I have a specific trade in mind that I'm just going to go ahead and offer. Wow. Because I would always text somebody before I just send them a trade. That's just been my approach. Yeah, that's great. What happens when that person doesn't text you back? When they don't text me back, I, I do the double text. I give it a little time. I give a double text. I was like... How much time is good enough time? So, okay. So if I... If, I'm telling you, I'm going to get into this just a little deep because I think everyone needs a good analysis as to what I really am going to come along and partner alongside of you and say that your tactics, I think, are fair mm-hmm. and good for the rest of the league to to uh, to replicate. Here's my process. Send the initial text. So say I don't have a specific trade in mind yet. I say, hey, I'm interested in this player. Any on my team you're interested in, maybe we can get a deal done. I send that out. I wait, you know, maybe a day, half a day. Am I getting, am I getting in there? Uh, I saw a flare up on the mic oh, that it was oh. a loud little I'm bar getting there. passionate. Yeah, he's getting, getting worked passionate. up. So I'm I moved the mic away from him for a second. I'm going to put the screen on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, gosh. Okay. I, I send him that initial message. I don't hear anything back a half day, maybe a day, depending on what part of the week it's in. 
then I will just send them the actual trade through text and I'll go ahead and send the trade through. That's my second step. It's I'll actually send you them the trade. put it in text and you put it in. Yeah, because if they haven't said, hey, I'm interested in this player, let's make a trade, then I'm saying, okay, I'm just going to offer you something okay. at this point. Okay, wait. So pause. This yeah. is a crucial moment here. Mm-hmm. So obviously what you're offering you think is fair sure. or, or even a little in your favor because you're running sure. the risk of it being offered with no rebuttal. And if we've all been there before... Offer gets sent, immediately accepted. Oh, crap. Did I make a mistake? Mm-hmm. Did I miss something? Right. Why did they immediately take it? Why didn't they think about it for a day? Right. So when you're sending it, you're sending it with the notion of like, yes, I think this is beneficial for both of us, but it might have a lean towards me because I have it. I'm literally putting it on the docket. So I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm at least going to make it sweet enough that if it gets accepted, I'm not going to have that regret. Continue. Sure. None of us are stupid, so we're going to be trying to make a trade offer that we feel is beneficial to us in some trades, degree. Though, that are win-win. I yeah, really exactly. Do. Okay, so continue. Yeah. But so it's always because I know we're in a league that there's typically not somebody out there you can just go and and take advantage of. Trade rape. Yeah, you can't just trade rape anybody in our league. I like to think you couldn't. I like to think you couldn't. I think our league's a little bit above average in that regard. Okay, I see you have a piece of paper here. Yeah, this is for a different segment. I'm, okay, I'm multitasking. Great. great, thank you. Um, I did not do that, so uh, <laughs> show me how. Yeah. Um, but So I, I don't think I can just go out there and just say, hey, man, um, you know, Michael Thomas, he's injured. Maybe I give you the Eagles defense, you know, something ridiculous yeah, like right. that. I'm not. There's no way out there I can just go do that with or even offer them a quarterback for him. Like, Tom Brady's great. I'll give you straight up Michael Thomas for Tom Brady, something like that. I don't think anybody's going to go for that, obviously, in this league. So you've got to give them a trade that seems fair to both sides and seems like a win-win on both sides. But, yeah. of course, it's gonna you're going to try to tilt it in your favor, at least to a degree that makes you happy with the trade if it's accepted. Especially if it gets accepted. So especially yeah. if it's out there and acceptable. Sure. Which, another good part of the trading aspect, if you're listening closely, uh, you can actually set dates and times. You can set the timeline now. It's not just the generic two or one day. You can set an hour on it. Wow. You can set uh, a couple of hours on it. You can set a day. You can set two days on it. It's honestly amazing. Mm. Like, I am just blown away. So, um, really check it out. Visit it if you have not already. It is just next level. So, um, I like the trade breakdown. I think that it's morally correct. And I think that whenever has there ever been a scenario for you when you're trading with someone that if they try or attempt to trade rape you putting a trade out there viciously with malintent to screw your team and just crazy benefit their team that you will cut off all trade negotiations with them for that time period i think yeah somebody comes to me with something ridiculous it's, to me numerous it's times. i don't give a counter at that point do i just you say respond abs- text or do you just- oh i respond i say absolutely not I completely agree. If I feel like it's a trade rape that's just malicious, yeah, yeah it's a response of absolutely not, you know, what kind of idiot do you think I am type of response. Exactly. Like, it's an insult to you, and I don't really want to do business with people that just think that I'm a moron, so yeah. I'm just going to move on. See We're not going to meet in the middle here. See you next. Is that the song? I don't know. See you next. By Ariana Grande? I know you're Thank you, next. Thank you, Thank next. you, next. Thank you, next. Okay. I don't get it right. All right. Thank you, Thank you, next. Thank We're not getting next. it here, but... Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I completely agree. And this is where, actually, last year, I remember this, was that I got hashed apart for ripping um, the uh, the methodology for shacklet trading. 
I believe I did. Because Shacklet will come for your gut, and he will try. He will absolutely put a trade that's 95, 100% favorable to him instead of one that's 60-40 sure. or 55-45. Now, I'm not going to get on the Shacklet train here, but I don't know. We've ridiculed him once before, and he's bettered his ways and put together a great uh, um, Power Rankings podcast. So maybe ridiculing him on this aspect will also change him for the better. So don't come out and do 95 to 5% in your favorite trades. I think they're insulting. And yeah, you might not run the risk of getting the best trade possible or duping someone. But I think that this league is not about duping people. It's about getting what you want and obviously giving them some value at the same time. Win-wins are the goal. 50-50, 45-55s are what you want. Now here's a question. If somebody tilts... They're tilt trading. They send you a trade that is obviously to you in your favor. Is that an insta accept for you? Or are you going to say, hey. Okay, so we visit that from last year, whenever Tiz took that trade, right? Whenever somebody, remember, Tiz sent a trade, and it got accepted immediately, mm-hmm. and he asked for the rebuttal. He mm-hmm. asked, like, was it with you? I don't think so. He, I don't know. Do you remember what I'm talking about, though? I do remember what you're talking yeah, about, but I don't think it was like me. This, and it literally was a trade that was accepted, and the person had no... No obligation whatsoever mm-hmm. to give back the trade. Sure. The group me can maybe fill us in on what we're referencing. Oh, specifically. Yes. yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was it wasn't done. me. It was done. Kevin and Wallace? I, maybe? Actually, no. I think I know what it was. I think it was Owen Worthing and what? Alex Tisver. Owen Worthing was somebody that was with us three years ago. Yeah, this was last year though. This happened Are last you sure? year. I feel very strong. Okay. Alright, yeah. So it happened though, and it was completely done. My gut says Kev. Okay. But I could be wrong. I think it was Tiz for whatever reason, and it was like a, a... And this is not an insult to either of those people, but it's just I remember it happening. So when you are tilted, if it is sent legally through the trading device, even with a short timer, like I know that on that timer thing that we were talking about, mm-hmm. it even has like an hour. If you send it with an hour, or I don't even know if there's less than that, 30 minutes. If you send it with two minutes mm. and it gets accepted then the person who is responsible for seeing that notification, responding and accepting because they love it so much, deserves the player. And I think a rebuttal is completely outside of fantasy. It is all related to your personal convictions and whether or not you are going to do the right thing or do the thing that you think is right and giving back what was a mistake from someone. But ultimately, I think that if it's given officially over the draft or over the, over the software, then that is an official trade and you have made yourself a mistake by offering it out. Mm-hmm. So that's I what I think. I agree. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. And I, I think that's enough trade talk just because, yeah, visit the trade block. Analyze what people are putting up. Text them personally. See if they're interested. And when you get counter offers, that's how you know we're in a conversation. It doesn't mean you have to come to solid ground on the trade. But just respect each other and make what is going to be reasonable trades that benefit your team a great example is when people are short wide receivers, they need a strong wide receiver, and you've got stock of RB. I ship you off my third string RB that is a top six RB, and I get myself a nice top seven wide receiver to boost my depth. Mm-hmm. That's what a win-win is. Sure. And the value is equivalent on, yeah, so I'm just an example. So that's our trade talk. That's my trade band. Lower. Louder, son. Butlicker. Our prices have never been lower. We're moving out of these details and moving into um, what Patrick is going to be. Uh, I don't know if it's a grill or if it's like a. You're on trial. Okay. You're going to be on trial here. Um, 
there were some accusations made against you for some things you said in the pod last week, and I think that we got to stay accountable here. I love this. And on this topic, before you start, I do want to let everyone know what we're going to do is revert. We're going to review the first podcast, and I'm going to note with sticky notes like they do on TNT NBA Show. If you've watched that before, we are going to make sticky notes of all of our takes from here on out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so in the same vein, we are going to be holding each other accountable to our takes so that we don't just flippantly throw out stuff. And um, and what you're about to put me on trial for right now is probably fair. Uh, but we have no official record of it. So, again, I will go back, listen to the first pod, write down our division picks, our projections, our team, like who we think is going to win the championship, all that fun stuff. Yeah, we got to get all that in writing. We will get all that in writing on sticky notes somewhere in the dojo or in the studio. Okay. And then after that, um, well, I guess, and so in response to that, you have some things you like to bring to my attention. I've got, yeah, I've got two main ones. One's a two-parter, one's just a single... Um, fire should be easy for you to answer. Okay. First one, obviously the big question this week regarding Luke, like like Warford. Friends. One of your best friends, allegedly. And then some things are brought up on the pod that like took... Oh, thank you. This is great. Like did not take kindly to. I'm going to be quiet and just like let you be the judge and the jury here. Yeah, I would love to do that. And the, what is it, a defendant? <laughs> no, it's the... Prosecutor. Prosecutor, thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna pros- I'm gonna cross examine you right now. The prosecutor and the executioner. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Texas. Giving you all rights. Alright, here we go. Um, like was referred to uh, I'm gonna read I'm gonna quote like here. Oh wait, this is powerful. Okay. I'm gonna quote like here. Um, he was he took f- offense to some things you said on the pod. When you're when you were talking about me being the co-host. By the way, everybody, he has done a great job of multitasking, getting all this prepared <laughs> while I was talking about the trade stuff. So great uh, stuff. The reference here was Ben suggested that they were too similar, while Patrick looks at things differently. So what he really references here is this quote here, saying that he is not mindful, intellectual, that he is more emotional and less logical. Was he talking about it himself? Yes. But was I thrown into the convo wrongly labeled as an innocent patron of the Fight Club League? I think so. What do you have to say? Do you think that like Warford, first of all, is not mindful or intellectual and is emotional and less logical? What do you have to say about these accusations? I have a lot to say. So take a moment. Take a step back. Take your notes if you need to take your notes. Because I've addressed this before, and if anything, we've actually texted personally. Was it personal? Was it needed? No. But because we're such close friends, did it happen? Yes, it did. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what is your my official statement? Yeah, what does your heart say? Luke Warford is not unintellectual. Luke Warford is not uh, thoughtless or not thoughtful. Okay, hmm. I think that you are more intellect, like more. What's the word? Um, I think the when I think intellectual, I think details, uh, meticulous. I think. Um, yeah, and that's when I'm talking about the pod. I just think it's important with details. Hmm. Now, do I think he would have been a great host on the show? Absolutely, hands down. Do again, I think he is intellectual. I think that he is um, whatever the other thing was. Mindful. I just think mindful. mindful. Bear, I, if anything, he's one of the most thoughtful people I know. Hmm. He goes out of his way to ask great questions like, what is Grace saying really, really like? A thoughtful question so mm-hmm. that he can get a gift for her. Very, he is thoughtful. I'm not done. Very thoughtful. Hold on. He is a thoughtful human being. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that time and time again. Okay. With that being said, I just think your personality type, as much as I disagree with those stupid numbers and 
all the enneagrams and all that fun stuff, those labels, mm-hmm. I think they're ridiculous. And I can get into that on a different podcast. But I think that yours, as a bookkeeper, um, <laughs> as a uh, property manager, and as all these things, I think that you are wired in a way that is a lot more opposite to me. And I'd like to add on this topic, you did not get offended by the idea that Luke is more emotional than you or has more feel and more depth or feel to his feelings. You could have taken an insult to that as well. Did you? That's true, but I'm just, you know, I'm just a cold sack of data. That's all I am. See, I think this is garbage. I have I no feelings. You're coming at me from both angles. I'm you're numb. making this lose-lose for me. I'm, I'm numb and I have no feelings. Now, I will say, in correlation to all this, we did, uh, well, I, honestly, this would just stay between... Um, us and the pod members and all the people in Caterham, but everyone. <laughs> uh, but I mean, we were texting about it, and yes, was there a little bit of content created from our our discussion in the group meet? Yes, and I think that if anything, Luke was thoughtful enough to acknowledge that detail and give some of that content to the group meet members because he texted me hashtag Stir the Pot, which is really really good. This comes to my next point. Wow, beautiful. With like Orford, okay, because. He was offended, obviously very offended, and stirring the pot. He's coming at me, y'all. He's looking at me in ways that I don't, I'm not really prepared for. All right, continue. Do you owe him Lutz, and do you owe him a fair trade? And should we review the votes to see if it was a fair trade? It was a fair trade. Let the jury know it was a fair trade, and it was voted fair. Voted fair by how many people? How many votes total? Five, Five to four. Five to four. Which. I will say... When did you, you vote? Back, no, I... We, did, I did you vote? Did I vote? I think I did vote. That did vote. is my question. Luke voted Did too. you vote? Of course I voted. Of course I voted. Then you tipped the scales, my friend. But so did he. Because he would have voted that it's not fair. We did it immediately. As soon as it was presented, 1-1. <laughs> one, one. That's me and Luke. And everybody else gave their opinion that cared enough, which I will say, I don't understand how we can continue to put up these votes and these things and not have 12 responses. Well, what is the deal? There's 9 out of 12. Who are the three? I don't know. People who are busy, which is unfortunate because that shouldn't be a thing. People that are busy. But to your point, it was a fair trade. I literally took, um, I took a, so Lutz is a better cook than, better kicker than Prather, mm-hmm. or uh, Prater, Prater mm-hmm. and his defense was better than mine in Minnesota. I picked Minnesota, he has New England. It literally, and so in the snake draft, he literally takes New England. I go in the later round and pick Vikings. Then it's my turn first, and I pick Lutz, and then he picks Prater. So it literally is a swap of kickers and defense, and I think that it was very fair. I don't and know. I tried to give him what he asked for. But I don't a, know. But a trade for Lutz from Prater straight up is not fair. Sure. But to tip the scales, there's the emotional damage. Oh, my god. There's the emotional damage, which is just as good as Fab this in this league. A, this, is a, this is a trial. This is a real trial, because you're right. This is what the people try to swing you on. That's why you owe me $5 million. It's compensation that needs to be made outside. And so what, too Fab? And the Patriots, you have to remember, were basically a league winner last year almost. They were for Cook, but almost. the reality is that they're a defense, and I'm just saying, what did they score this week? I don't know, Ben. But I'm just saying, I don't think that that's they just They scored pretty I don't think you can well. hang your hat on it because the reality is that people were still taking other defenses before New England, even though they were the number one scoring defense last year. Mm. Okay. I could have taken anybody. 
instead of the freaking Vikings defense got picked apart by an Aaron Rodgers flosser. The Patriots scored 14. What did your defense score this Negative week? Negative 10. Negative 10. Gosh dang it. That's a pretty big score? discrepancy. What did Lutz score and what did Prater score? Because Lutz scored 10. What Prater did scored 11. So he's got the better of both. <laughs> no. Yeah, yes. He yes, Prater he does. 11. He has the better of both. Golly, so I looked, looked like I really looked. I you were there. That, you, could, you could title that trade rate. Oh, come on. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Second question, because I think we've exhausted this one. This I mean, we've exhausted this one. I think you obviously owe Lutz. That's what the jury says. But the second question here comes from Evan. Okay. Do you remember what he questioned specifically? There's no way you do. I don't. Well, let me dig, dig for a second. There's no way you remember what he questioned. Specifically um, on response to the pod. Yeah, there's a lot of blah, 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 blah. I'm demanding $5. No, that that was more of a response to what was happening and you giving to, to like. Okay, go ahead. What we want to talk about here is Word. the accusation Word. that your burritos were a lot of carbs. He said, <laughs> sounds like a lot of carbs. Ever thought of keto? So I guess my question for you is, do you feel like you need to eat healthier when it comes to the burrito, or is Evan off base? I want to tell Shatha to shove it. All right. I went on keto. I lost 26 pounds. It was great. I had a lot of energy. It was fantastic. Hold on. I'm taking notes. Yeah. Shove it. Sh- shacklet. Got it. Yeah. Shove, shove it. Shacklet. Um, he drinks a lot of water. I will say him and Eric J were people that really spurred me on uh, when I was in college to just better dietary health overall, drinking more water, staying more hydrated, eating correct foods. Um, but as we've grown older... They've obviously dipped their 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 hand in the pot of what is complete and absolute uh, disillusion with health. Uh, many Coca Colas, I not on either one of them specifically, but just Coca Colas and uh, you know I call it Eric Johnson red handed one time having ab- like two box combos, um, not not box combos, uh, cookout trays. Me and him did it together. Oh, That's not a healthy thing out. to do. That's yeah. not a healthy thing to do. Yeah. So I'm just I'm not I'm not ridiculing them. I'm just saying they've lived life. They live mm-hmm. life to the fullest, and sometimes you got to eat two cookout trays. That's what you got to do. Well, I got to tell you, the verdict is in here. All right, Gosh. judge and jury have ruled, and you're exonerated of all charges here because oh, that burrito so. was amazing. Oh, that was an amazing man. burrito. That. But yeah, with like you really screwed him over. So oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> all right. All right. On to the uh, next. So is duty is uh, duty is this court adjourned? Court is adjourned. That's, uh, that's me smacking the gavel there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, moving on to, we've got just for everyone at home, we've got three more little little segments that we're gonna try to fly through, and we say that for every segment to try to keep us moving. <laughs> and uh, waiver notables is what we're gonna start here at the one twenty nine mark. As I again, I'm taking notes on how to try to keep this in track, so it's easier for me to submit whenever I'm filing all this fun stuff. Uh, waiver notables. Let's just take a look. Me and you, yep. just two guys sitting here on our sleeper app. We're looking at the waiver wires, and I'm trying to see. Now, we're going to be very careful as to not give out. We're going to give our opinions, but I'm not going to give you who I may or may not be making moves on in the waiver. Yep. But for the people who have listened a whole entire hour and a half to this podcast, they deserve to know some of the bigger waiver wire situations and why they're so big and why the value might be higher than they think. Right. So let's let's visit said waiver wire. Number one on our list is Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. That is Dolphins. not yeah. That is not taken right now. My Miles Gaskin. Why in the world 
would 408,000 people, 408,500 people be adding Miles Goskin to their list? Because he got the lion's share of the workload in that backfield last week. With only 9.5 points, though? Only 9.5 points, but he was utilized. He had the backfield secured, basically, um, according to the general thought. Now, I am not a big fan of Miles Gaskin, objectively. Uh, I'm not a fan of anyone in that backfield. Um, I have Jordan Howard on the the team. He did get the touchdown plunge. Mm -hmm. Um, Remains to be seen if I hold on to him longer or if I give him the carry-on Johnson treatment. We'll see. But you've got Jordan Howard, you've got Matt Breida, and you've got Miles Gaskin, who is a surprising one that I guess I didn't watch the Dolphins game. I, I couldn't, I couldn't only, see that only one. Red zoned. <laughs> only red zone. Only red zone. So there was a lot of red zone when the Dolphins evolved. So I didn't see Miles Gaskin in person, but people said he looked good. So people said he looked like he could take over the workload there. I just don't know if it's an exciting add to add unless you're really desperate at running back. And I think this is this brings up a good point that we've talked about a lot and we talked about earlier is that this this league is pretty pretty knowledgeable. There's not a lot of running backs out there that aren't already on a roster that did well this week. It's true. I completely agree. And it's notable that Naeem Hines was already on a team, top trending player. Benny Snell was already on a team, great pickup by Connor late in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Brown. was his last pick. Yeah, Malcolm Brown, already on a team. Uh, great job. I mean, that's great draft awareness. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to take a shot with these final picks or whatever, and they're going to come alive and people are going to take notice. So yeah. that's very good. But uh, Even some deeper dives like Joshua Kelly. Shaq owns Josh Kelly. And, I mean, that's just it's another one because he may get the, the first down work, first yeah. and second down work on that, in that backfield. Darius so. Slayton. Alex Cook saw that coming. Yep. That's good. And uh, and so then the we got a little little pop in from a little pop in from Rebecca. She yeah, just gave great. us the wave and, and moved on. She saw what was going on in here. Well, uh, we'll look at a few more on the on the trending up. Marquez Valdez Scantling. I think this is just a simple overreaction to Aaron Rodgers absolutely demolishing a team. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that was. I, don't know. I mean, everyone's been waiting for the MVS boom. Everybody's been waiting for him to really take over as that second receiver there. But you've got, I mean, you've got a few to look at on on the Packers um, squad. I mean, there's also the, the real Lazard King, Alan Lazard. Um, so he he's the other second receiver that you want to look at there. I'm, I might even be higher on him than I would be MVS. But who knows? Maybe this is the breakout year for MVS. Okay, I'm gonna skip Russell Gage here just because that's a player that yeah filling in the role again when a Matt, when a Matt Ryan goes off like he did mm. people are going to get touches people are going to respond the way they respond that's just the way that it goes and uh, Julio Ridley and Gage that they, that's who got touched they all ate yeah and they all ate Matt Ryan why, how many times did he throw like over 50 times this week I mean that's going to be pretty Gosh, often I would think he shifts out so much volume that's he crazy. just does it he just does um, it Peyton Barber that's actually a real question that I want to discuss for a few moments uh, he carried it seven times for 29 yards, two touchdowns. So two touchdowns you have to take with a grain of salt because you take off even one of those touchdowns. It's a 10-point outing. Are we reacting that much to him? But the thing is that him and Antonio Gibson, it's just it's kind of it's a little bit of both. You have to pick who – and if you can get a share of a, of a team that looks like they're going to be running the ball a little bit, then it's nice to have. Peyton and the Washington football team looks like they're actually going to be – a better team this year. and But if you look at Peyton Barber, you really drill it down. He had 17 carries 
and 29 yards. That's 1.7 yards per carry. Yeah. That's not too good. Thank you, Nick. I'm, I'm more on the Antonio Gibson train. He has a higher ceiling. I don't know. I mean, you might pick up Peyton Barber if you think he is going to get the volume for a little bit, but yeah. Okay. Uh, if people want to go after Dallas Goddard, be my guest. I'll continue to use Ertz in my tight end lineup as I think he's going to continue to be the dominant tight end in Philadelphia. I don't want to hear anything you have to say about that. You don't want to hear anything? Um, okay. <laughs> do, uh, do you think the offense could produce two tight ends that are fantasy worthy should i make this a take a sticky note take make a sticky note take yeah. here sticky note take is uh i mean i think that i don't know how bold i can go on this uh can we just officially call them sticky note takes yeah, absolutely i think that that's a good little sticky note take um dallas goddard will finish with I'm gonna go with receptions. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, let's do touchdowns and receptions. Okay. Okay. So let me visit real quick. Um, I know this is wow. getting a little this bit more. This is a heck of a real. take. Yeah, it's just I want to make sure that um, that I'm not being completely foolish. Uh, let's see. So. Um, looks like. Target share was overwhelmingly Zach Ertz last year. I'm counting. Um, okay, so I've got roughly 125 receptions for Zach Ertz last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, with Goddard, I'm just going to... I'm just going to 125, so Ertz, and I'm just going to put a, a BP on the top of this sticky note. Okay. Ertz, um, he's going to have, he had a good season last year. I'm just, but it didn't have Ertz, Wentz. My big thing is I think Wentz is going to be thrown to him. We saw that that's what he does when he's healthy. He's in the lineup. Ertz just get touches. Um, so I'm going to finish with, Ertz is going to have 100 and... 15 targets. Okay. Okay. And he's going to have, um, he's going to have almost done. Sorry, I know this is a lot. I'm not trying to be too much, but I just, I don't want to be a fool. Um, he's going to finish with seven tutties, seven TDs. Okay. You feel good about that? that? That's in the book. That's your take. 15. And then Goddard. You got to feel good about it. Yeah, I feel, I feel great about that. Are you kidding me? Okay. It's fantastic. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I got Goddard with, um, I'm going to say, 52, no. 56 receptions. So a little less than half. These are targets or receptions? These are receptions. Okay. 56 receptions. And he had one touchdown last, so he's gonna have he's gonna have three three touchdowns total. Wow, yes, three total. That's my take. That's a hot take. And so that is me saying that Ertz is the absolute one the guy that you want to have here. That's my sticky note take. And I'm How many touchdowns to did Goddard have last year? Can you get that stat real I quick? Can get it real quick. Get it real quick. I, didn't, I did not look at that stat. I just I know off my I know bet. I'm just I just so. I have I because I have I have questions around this take, 
I think this at the, by the end of the season, even by maybe week four, this could be a bad take, and we'll find out. Oh gosh! <laughs> but how many so touchdowns last, did he have last touchdown, year? Last year he had one, two, three, four, five touchdowns. He had five touchdowns last year, and yes. what if I told you last year he averaged fifty to sixty percent snap share, something like that? I don't know. Let's look. We've got it right here, I think. Snap share. Is that Goddard? Yeah, it's snap. It's right here. It's sixty-seven. I mean, yeah, it would. Oh wow! Why? What is? What is one hundred and three? How do you get one hundred three percent snap share? Don't know. I think those those numbers are off, but I, I feel like last year he wasn't on the field as much. This I know. I just know week one he got like eighty percent snap share, so I feel like he's gonna be featured more. Okay. We'll, we'll find out. We will we'll find out. That's find a hot out. take. That's my take. I'm Stick, sticking to sticky it. Sticky note take. I'm sticky note into it. All uh, right. Only other one, uh, are you picking up Corey Davis, the Titan guy? Are you picking him up? He had a great outing, 100-something yards. and We've been waiting on Corey Davis for yeah, years at, down him. in Tennessee. I don't know. It's, he's had good weeks like this before. I'm just, I'm going to, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to wait and see on him. I don't okay. know. Um, are you spending any money on AP all day, Adrian Peterson? He looked good. AP? And I watched him the whole game. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Chop us up, dude. <laughs> I bet it. you did. Um Man, so I just... That's the question if you're spending money on him. Just right, yeah, yeah. worth spending money on. I think, yeah, if, if you're weak in the RB position, I think he's a nice start for you. Um, but, yeah, we'll just... I, who knows what's going to happen in that backfield. But I think right now, obviously, week one, he looked the best out of out of everybody in that backfield. That so. is true. Do you think that they'll continue to stay with the run game at all? Or do you think that... Um... So you got to think about last week... Um, you got to think about last week. They didn't have Kenny Galladay. They weren't airing it out as much. It's true. Um, Just take a little bit of the ground. But which I, AP made the most of. Yeah, AP made the most of it. I think overall he's going to be fine. Um, but man, we just don't know. And then the thing that happened at the end of the game was Swift dropping that touchdown, right? Yep, that's exactly right. Hit him so, right in the hands. Thank goodness. Just did not give you a lot of faith in any other running back outside of Adrian Peterson. I think eventually Adrian Peterson is going to get worn down by the end of the season. Uh, as you, I mean, but yeah. early in the season, I think he's a good start right now. That's good. That's good. Um, okay, I think we're done with waiver water notables unless you have another one that you want to bring up. Yeah, I mean, there's just – let me see. Let me see. I mean, there's there's a few tight ends out there that are, that are no, notable for sure. Um, the tight end, I think, I don't know. It depends on what your need is and how your tight end produced this week. But I think there's several good options out there that have some high ceilings this week. Um, you know, you've got Noah Fant. You've got... You can go with Goddard if you think that he's going to be the next big thing. You can go with Goddard because uh, if you believe, and I kind of believe, that he's going to get more opportunity this year. And Ertz is, I think he's had like a bad relationship with, with the staff right now. I think he's still trying to figure out his contract stuff. Wow. I think that I don't know that I mean that's that's more storyline stuff than it is actual stats, but it's something to think about. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think that uh, my take is still valid even if he does get hurt? Goddard gets hurt. I'm saying. <laughs> well, well, if Goddard gets hurt. Yeah, I would never wish that on him, but if it happens, then I'm right. If it happens, you're right. Sure. If you're banking on an injury to to keep your take solid, then that's a little Hopefully scary. That's we'll shaky to, ground to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, teach which is just, not he's not very injury prone, which doesn't yeah. make any sense. But sure. maybe I'm looking at my take and I'm like, Ooh. maybe maybe you're questioning Ooh, your take, but it's already on the sticky yeah, note. It's on the sticky and note that take. is are there going to be punishments for our sticky note takes that are wrong? Or oh like, man, that's a great question. I mean, we I, can discuss that. Maybe at least pride is going to be hurt. Yeah, 
Um, especially if he knocks off three touchdowns with we by just week be able four to keep or five. Percentages of the takes that were right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's his percentage thing, but. But yeah, just a couple tight ends. T.J. Hawkinson out there. We'll see if he gets, you know, the targets this year. Once can you get Galladay's out there? No offense, Chris. Chris Herndon. You know, there's a few out there that you can look at if you're looking for tight ends. That's good. A lot of receivers. Okay. So, uh, if it's all right with you, let's move on to the next thing. Lower. Louder, son. Butlicker. Our prices have never been lower. So, let's move it on. Moving on to the next thing. Moving up. Moving up. Moving on. Um, We've got the next week review. So, this is going to be a game that me and Patrick are going to continue to play every single week. And we're going to try to make it brief. Mm. Um, but we're going to look at the matchups. We're going to pick a winner. And throughout our podcasting uh, over the week, we will ultimately determine a winner of who had a better percentage. Do you think you're going to win? Do I think I'm going to win overall? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, and I think I'm going to win. So, well, that's good. That's great. So it's let's look at the matchups. We're going to look at the matchup for... Gosh, you're right. Freaking... I go to week two. Yeah. All right. I get to play Gronk. Does this show up as the first one? No, obviously it's going to show mine as the first one because sure. it's my phone. Right. But yours is... Um, Mine's me. Yeah. What's your so. second? Is it Shaq? It is. Okay. Let's start there. All right. So we've got Shacklet going up for team, no need for Lutz. Again, emphasis on the team, no need for Lutz there. Again, we need to get rid of the team part for the name thing to kind of be true. If you get rid of that, that would be great. I still think you're a very intellectual and a good person. You're a dear, dear friend of mine. Thoughtful. I value our friendship. Very thoughtful. Um, not thoughtful enough, though, to take the team off your team name. So oh. if you could get on that, that would be great. Mm. So with that matchup, we've got both of them 0-1. Very, very important matchup here. You don't want to start off the league with uh, with an 0-2 start. So who – I guess we got to count down and then decide why it is that we agree or disagree. Are we picking every – we're every gonna, matchup? Every matchup, Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's only only uh, six of them. Mm-hmm. So we can do this. Uh, we're going to make it quick. Yeah, I got it. But me and Sh- uh, Shacklet and Luke, um, I am... Okay, we're going to count down. Yeah, looking, hold on. Okay. Little analysis. This is a little Facebook, a little kind of like a, a, a skim analysis, right? Yeah. Um, it's a quick overview. I have my answer. Yes, yes, okay... I have mine. Okay. Three, two, one, Luke. Luke. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean you just look through the matchups. Mm-hmm. It's important to note that Chaplet has had a lot of bad matchups. Now I didn't look to his bench. I didn't see if there's any kind of tradable or movable pieces there. But I just think that Luke has some really favorable matchups. And I think that you can expect a big game from people like Jones and Breeze. Um, I think that Beckham will respond a little bit too. And for those reasons, I'm taking what could be the big booms there. And what I'm taking away is that Evans beat up. He's got some injuries. Philip Lindsay went down. Debo Samuels on the IR. Um, he's starting Chase Edmonds, which I'll go on record saying I think it's a bad take he has that Chase Edmonds is going to be the number one running back. And he is that really- a sticky note take? I don't know if it's a sticky note take as much as it is just worth noting that I think he has a bad take on that Um, because, and then he got, you know, there was some excitement whenever Chase Edmonds got that early touchdown this weekend, but Kenyon Drake, I think is going to own that backfield. Chase Edmonds is going to be used. Sure. He's not the number one guy. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, so I, I think starting Chase Edmonds this week against Washington, he might get he might get some points, but I'm I'm worried about his overall depth right now with the injuries to all his players and Kittle's banged up. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can expect 100% from him from next week. Yeah. That's great. Uh, moving on to goggle time and Alvin and the Shipmunks. Uh, on the topic of Connor, I will say he completely uh, dismantled every single argument that I had, completely disrespected me in front of all of our patrons, and he was right. So I need to rely more on the pillars. Uh, science, which is, Shacklet says is not applicable. I think it's very applicable. Um, science of luck is a very real thing. And then the pillars of data or facts. And what's the, what's the other one? The third pillar to These are the power pillars. accuracy. Yeah, the, the pillar power. You're going to be talking about... Um, dang, I had them written down. <laughs> it's, I know it's for sure... What? Did I miss it wrong? Did I get it wrong? No, I'm just trying to remember. No, you one. can't find it. Can't. Uh, that's all right. Oh, yeah, that's it's okay. science, research, and facts. It, I, research. I just dawned on me. Research. Research. Which we science, will get to by facts. the end of this podcast. Again, Kylie, it is a long one for you guys today, but that Might need to take a what few, you signed up for. Take a few cracks at this one. We're hoping that the floss segment in the middle there will kind of lighten you up a little bit <laughs> yeah. and give you some, give you some okay. <laughs> Hard to think that we've been sitting here talking for... Almost two hours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so we've got our take there. So we've got Connor and Alvin and the Shipmunks. Uh, great outings from both of them. These are going to be some juggernauts going head-to-head in what is going to be probably the toughest division in our league. Um, for my initial got reaction, looking over a few things here. I've got my take, and I'm ready. I'm ready, too. Three, two, one. Connor. Shipmunks. Yeah, I've got goggle time. I've got UK Wildcat fan. I've got UK Wildcat fan. Okay, so this is where we split. Yeah, and we'll make it brief. Uh, I'm going to be honest and say that mine is not very uh, analytical. I think Connor comes down with an... uh, I never wish this on anybody, but I'm just stating what I'm feeling in my gut. Mm. Okay? Connor comes down with an injury early in one of the games uh, for one of his players and doesn't get a big production out of him, whereas Cook has a couple guys explode. Wow. I'm saying two guys explode for Cook. Okay. And it's just going to be hard to beat when you ever have, you have a man down under a two-point game for somebody, for sure, for Connor. That's just what's going to happen. Mm. Whether it's a dud by somebody or they get hurt. And then two flares for uh, for Alex, and that's what's going to put him over the top. And what is going to be a great matchup for many, many, months, many, many moons. I, my reasoning comes from kind of the opposite of your injury take, is that he's really benefiting from the injury to Marlon Mack right now. Marlon Mack tore that Achilles... So Jonathan Taylor um, is going to, in my opinion, be the workhorse. I know Naeem Himes is going to get in there, but, man, I think Jonathan Taylor has a great opportunity here. And he's already got a great running back in Josh Jacobs. Um, so I think that those guys are going to carry him on. Um, I'm a little worried about his flex. Man, the sleep wrap has him, Ronald Jones, to get a lot of points this week. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, exactly. But I do believe in this team overall and I think it's going to be a high scoring matchup but I think um, Connor's going to come out on top this week okay um, we're going to move on to our next segment or our next uh, little spot here it's it's you okay me for you yeah okay. me and, and it's you for me and Griffin yeah okay so we'll go with me you and Griffin we'll go with me um, and Griffin man okay I have my picks me too 
And I'm ready. Three, two, one. I gotta go Down with Gesickness. I'm going to go Scruff McGruff just because I was looking through yours and you don't have a lot of good matchups. Whereas he does have favorable matchups in the positions that you want to have favorable matchups with, like Todd Gurley, um, like uh, Devontae Adams. You just want to have the ability to blow up. And I'm not saying that you're not going to get a higher point total than you did this week or that you're not going to outmanage somebody, but I think that he's got some favorable matchups. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just, uh, I think that David Montgomery is going to have a huge game against New York Giants. Even though they assume that that's a bad matchup, I've got him going for over 20. Yeah, it's hard to really rely on those matchup ratings right now because it's based on week one. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So. I literally thought that, so I was just like yeah. under that understanding too. But I do think still, solidly, when I look at Gurley against Dallas, when I look at Devontae Adams, especially against Detroit, I mean, we tore him up and we suck at throwing the ball. So What we have to consider is he just lost Michael Thomas for a few weeks. That's a big loss. It's a big loss for the squad. Um, now, he does have a great receiver, apparently, and Will Fuller. Apparently. Will Fuller. We'll see if the Flying V can continue um, his domination. But it is a huge loss, Michael Thomas. I think his team's reeling a little bit. The locker room's a little scared. And I think Down with Sickness is angry. And we've got a little bit of touchdown regression from week one catching up. We're going to actually get in the end zone this week with our opportunity and, man, we, we almost want to just go ahead and guarantee the win this week because we need it. Guarantee it. it. You're not going to guarantee but it. But we're not going to guarantee it. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to guarantee it yeah. that we're going to get the win this week over um, the receiver believers because one of those receivers is no longer a believer. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's not a believer in his own body. He's not a believer in his own body because he's sitting in the locker room, unfortunately, yeah. for him. That's a big um, loss. Okay. Good enough. Moving on to the next one, mine. So we've got Ben versus Mark. Um, I don't need to look at anything. Do you need to look at anything? Um, let me... Well, no. Actually. Uh, three, two, one, Ben. Earth's wind and fire. i, I yeah. got to give it to you just because yeah, of the injury you. to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, injury to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm battling a, a beat-up team, and he also just doesn't have a good track record with winning. So, mm-hmm. obviously has that going against him, too. So sure. Can... And Gronk. I just I don't believe in Gronk. Nope. We'll, we'll see. Uh, all right. Next one. Sorry, Mark. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't feel good. I'm playing golf with him tomorrow after work, and he's mm. probably going to have to listen to this podcast by now. If he makes it to the almost two-hour mark, though, and he's listening to this, then uh, that means that he's dedicated, and he's listening while he's at work. That's true. It's really good. Um, Sutton Lamar Schaub, Eric Johnson versus uh, 500... God, this isn't a tough one for me. $500 million champions. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just tough. I just... Yeah. Uh, so we've got this matchup. Looking at the teams, looking at the teams, and man, I like this matchup a lot. I, I love too. the Jackson versus Mahomes. Gosh, um, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, we've got to move uh, Sanders out of there for... Well, we'll see. So he's, Cohen, maybe, or... Sanders, I mean, he's practicing. Is he? He's getting more reps in practice, according to the sleeper news. So, um... If Sanders is out there, he may be on a snap count. We don't know. He's got the hamstring, so yeah. Um, I am. Go- I'm ready to pick. Um, man, yeah, I'm ready to pick. Three, two, one. Isaac. Isaac, yeah, five hundred million dollar champions. Just because Lamar and Mark Andrews had such a just yep. a bomb week one, I just 
I don't know if they can repeat two weeks in a row. Maybe they can, but he's going to need it. I think it'll be the same level stuff, but then I still look for most to produce, not like he did. But it's just like even mild production out of these same players, I mean, just relatively close to what they showed last week. Which, again, you could have the exact opposite. You could have fallout. And it's not that I don't believe in Eric's team because I think he's got a great team too. If anything, he's got a great team to go up against $500 sure. million dollar champions because, um, yeah, I mean, Lamar versus Pat Mahomes, like this battle that – could definitely, either one of them, it's like you just could get into it and either one of them could have a blowout game. So with that being said, I just think that a couple of these guys are more proven. I'm just taking Isaac in this matchup. And just a quick question on Isaac's team, because we know last obviously the win streak was broken. But Which we is know, great for the league, by we, the way. We know last year he was, you know, just week after week going after the team that was just the worst point total of the week. But last week went up against... You know the best point total. So is the streak going to turn around the other way? Man, is the we question. See a lose streak, could we see a lose streak? Could we see him going up against just the next worst matchup every week this year? Wow. Is that the type of regression that's coming for Isaac? I don't wish it on anyone. No, no I don't, I don't wish, wish it on it anyone. On but the question remains: Is it going to happen? We'll see. Stay tuned. Uh, all right, last one: Tiz versus Kevin. Uh, yeah, just want to quick overview here. And I have my pick. Me too. Three, two, one. Tiz. Okay, that's good. I just got Watson going off for big points. I've got Zeke continuing to eat. Uh, I think, honestly, I've got Dobbins. I think Dobbins is going to continue to try to take this role from Mark Ingram, but um, doesn't mean that Mark Ingram can't get 10 or so points. And then uh, I've got Metcalf for another explosion and Kelsey continuing to be a stud. So I've just I've said. got Cook just still doing his thing. I've got yep. some good receivers here. Cooper. And I think um, Connor Calvin. Connor is questionable, so maybe he plugs in Malcolm Brown to the lineup this next week. And maybe Malcolm Brown repeats. We'll see. I don't know. Um, and it's a better matchup for the Bengals this week against um, the Browns. Maybe Tyler Boyd does some stuff. We'll see. Let's see. So I've got Kev. You've got Tiz. So, yeah, our matchups look like me and you go both going Luke, Luke, uh, Alex C, and then so me going Alex C, you going Connor, Connor F, me going Griff, you going Pat, both of us going Ben, both of us going Isaac, and then me going Kev, you going Tiz. All for right. The record. So that's on a sticky note. That's and great. we're going to begin keeping track of our scores from here on out. So that will conclude our weekly review. We move into our lower. Louder, son. Butt-necker. Our prices have never been lower. Last and final segment right at almost the two-hour mark. Um, I don't know to apologize or say you're welcome. Let's let's just stop and congratulate everybody. freaking podcast. For making it this far. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you're... What a marathon this is. What a marathon. If you're here, you're committed, and we're proud of you. Absolutely. We're happy that you're here, Caterham. Man, I don't think that we will always have two-hour podcasts, but... Gosh, my wife doesn't want it to be two-hour podcasts. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a repeatable thing, but I think that we're happy we're here, and we're just going to bask in it. That's true. That's true. Um, Okay, so next segment um, is the content call-out is what this Mm. is. And I like to review this with everybody listening. If you listen this far, then obviously care. Obviously, you care. Listen. What in the heck are we doing content-wise? All right, I know that you're you you listen to Evans 
power rankings. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the podcast, and yeah. the blood is beginning to flow, man. The football's yeah. getting tossed around, points are getting scored, matchups are happening, divisions are separating, and it's a lot of fun. It's people a lot are excited. Of fun. Yeah, people are pumped. People are talking about it. I know. People are talking about great. football. It's freaking great. And you know what makes this keep going? More content. More content. Yeah. When you fuel the fire, when you fuel the flames, mm. you get yourself a nice bonfire. Yeah. All right? And I'm just, we're sparks here. We're just sparks. Mm. Podcasts here, power rankings here. What we need is just a little bit more, a little bit more wind in our sails, a little yeah. bit more kindling. We got all flint, right? we got knife, we just got to bang them together so with a little roughage. So what I'm to do is I want to revisit, where are we at with the Monday matchup? Was that something that you did last week? That was, I'm not calling it for you. Yeah. I'm, I want to, but it was something you did. That's what I did last year, yeah. Last year. Obviously, you have been taken away from that. You've been off duty for that. Yeah. Whenever you spend two hours with me doing a podcast, you are off duty of any other content produced. So we need somebody, anybody, Catterham folks, feel free to chat in. No, not really. <laughs> I need Fight Club members, Fight Club members patrons, mainly. to to hop in here and carry that load. It's very, very simple. Do you have any notes for what Monday matchup was and how yeah, it, it was? It was just, you know, by the time the weekend's over, you've watched Red Zone, your mind is just just liquid. Yeah, it's just jello. liquid at that point. But so then Monday comes around and there's still fantasy football matchups that need to be talked about and reminded of. If you're not in a matchup that is at hand on Monday night, you need to be aware of the matchups that are so that you are involved in the league. So I just I, I would I would take a ma- the matchups that are still in Decidable, question. Yeah, yes. they're not decided yet. They're yeah, they're not, not decided. one They're not 95-5. Yeah. Which even those still have a chance. But. Yeah. It's, you've got a chance, so everybody needs to be aware of what needs to happen. Now, Connor did a little bit. He did like a little a little toss out there. Maybe Connor takes yeah. the reins there. Maybe. Maybe. That's an easy thing to do. Who knows? But on that topic, we also don't, we're not getting what we used to get from Connor, hmm. which was the, the statistics, um, the algorithm. Yeah, he had the algorithm. He had the yeah, spreadsheet. No, no he algorithm. Had the, what's, the... what's the deal with that? Why no algorithm? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe he is thinking more of taking on more of a... Uh, uh, editorial role and um, and and creating some type of Monday matchup. We're just trying to hold you accountable. That's all we're trying to do. We've got great stuff that's been used before, and if people like it, it's not a big deal for you just to commit. You know that fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. twenty minutes. It's not two hours. Mm-hmm. It's not two hours. Like some people would do. It's not two hours. Who would do two hours? It's no one would do that. No. It's just fifteen minutes. Yeah. Just do that for the content, man. You're fueling a good flame here, and you're liking it. You're loving it. You're part of it. You want to be a part of it? I want to invite you. Maybe be that person who does the matchup, the Monday matchup. Be that person that's going to put together the algorithm. Um, another one was matchup of the week. Mm. We usually used to dictate. All right, hey, listen, matchup of the week. We're calling it out. This is a very important matchup. Maybe it's too early to be making matchups of the week. It'll become more evident as the season rolls on and yeah. divisions are at hand. I mean, there's obviously three different division 0-1 matchups this week that I think are the most crucial at all. So mm. match of the week, I'm just going to force it. I mean, all those, you don't want to go 0-2. So with that being said, I mean, maybe somebody can put together why one might be important than the other two. Mm-hmm. So matchups of the week. Um, yeah, and this last one. Well, Isaac, where are you at in the whoopsie of the week, man? Whoopsie of the week. Where did that go? I loved it. Whoopsie of the week. I absolutely loved it. The week. I'll tell you what the whoopsie of the week last week was. Was having a whoopsie. Yeah. Whoopsie of the week? No whoopsie. No whoopsie. What's the whoopsie of the week? So maybe you write one on yourself. Yeah. I mean, just come on. (laughs) Come on. I need people to just continue to, you know, take, you know, take the, take the, what do they do in the Olympics? They take the... Torch. Torch. 
carry the torch, mm-hmm. continue to be a co- content creator. You're you're on the edge of your seat with all this podcast and power ranking stuff. Just join the fight. Join the fight. Get in here. Make some good stuff. We're, we're, we're brewing up a real good brew here. You call this a content call out, but it sounds like it's more like a content fallout. <laughs> I love it. That's the thing that I want. That's what I want to hear. That's the stuff that I'm here for. Um, and so, yeah, then there's one last thing, and maybe this falls upon my shoulders just because I'm a big Excel sheet guy, but we also saw that last season Mark is a big Excel sheet guy. Big Excel sheet guy. Big data, some would say. Mm. Um, and what I'm trying to say is we need to put together an ultimate Excel doc. Okay, shareable through a, a, a you know maybe a Google Doc system or just an Excel sheet that's shared or whatever. But it needs to have our win percentages, our score average, um, all of these things dating back to even the year ideally before the sleeper app. Because mm. ideally keeping them all together is good. But I just and it's a tall task and it's one that maybe you can work on for a period of time and then that's the last thing you do for content. You just kind of plug it away, get it all in there, run your numbers, create a great Excel sheet. I know people that love to do that. And then every single week, you just plug in your scores, plug in your playoff matchups, who win, who what. And that way we can actually call on these power pillars and have some factual stuff. I know that Evan Shacklin had this league before when maybe Mark was a part of the league, the high school league, back in, back in the day. Maybe Mark wasn't a part of it. But they had all this information in a doc. And it was so crucial for them to have. So if somebody wants to step up to the task of really getting that info all together and and creating what it would be an ultimate Excel sheet for our data and for our reference, not just for us as podcast members, but for us as as, as just Fight Club members, to have all those stats would be crucial. It would be awesome. So if you want to take that on, that is my challenge. If you have any takers, respond in the group me to what you feel like you're called to complete for content creating and uh, I think we can all get behind you and encourage you in that. So stats, who's like, who's the, been the best record of all yes. time? Who's who's had the most points for and it all time? It only dates back for a little bit. Like yeah. that's the thing. Still early in this, we mm-hmm. can create a great Excel sheet. We would need to use what did we use that one? So two sleeper, like just want to be sure. So Isaac was a champion, mm-hmm. and I was a champion last year. But there was a year prior to the, that. The, you mean the year before Isaac? You were the champion, right? Isaac was champion last Isaac year. Isaac was champion last yep. year. I was champion before that. Those was, were sleepers. Yep, it was ESPN. I'm pretty was sure. And that's I'm what pretty sure. So we need to go back and try to maybe find that. That would be the hardest part. But then from that, if you continue to just edit it on a weekly basis, that's very easy and great stuff to have. Now, we have some new members between ESPN to, to Sleeper, right? I guess that's true. I guess I we can't have really to only it. do Sleeper. Yeah, because I don't know. Was there be, Was there a shift between ESPN and Sleeper? I don't. I don't know. Maybe, I feel like yeah, maybe there was some, a couple people added. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe there was because we took out Owen yeah. and those guys. That's right. That's yeah. right. So we couldn't mm-hmm. obviously keep those records. Yeah. Those records. Well, you can keep the records for the people that were still in, but it wouldn't sure. be fair to the people that you added because they don't have. Yeah, they don't have as big of a sample size. Yeah, it'd be more percentage based. I would still want to reach back there into that that mm-hmm. little depth and just mm-hmm. have them on there. And whoever takes the lead, you just tell us. You just yeah. tell us what what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? But just, just, it would be great to have that Excel sheet. So, with that being said, man, we are wrapping up what is a long, hefty podcast. And uh, <laughs> I want to, yeah, I want to wrap up and just um, say thanks for listening. Thanks for all the people that have been a part of the pod. And, uh, and yeah, just, I mean, it means a lot. Your support, your listens, they're good. They're, they're recorded. And we will continue to write down our takes. We will revisit the first pod write down our takes um but yeah 
thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Pat, you got any, any takeaways, any things you'd like to add to the conclusion of this bad boy? No need to add anything. We're just putting the cherry on top. Um, we don't have a sign-off or anything yet. We just I, I, I'm just going to adopt the Kilzamoy. You remember Kilzamoy? Our guy, NBA 2K, opened the packs, played the game. He was from Australia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He would just yeah. end it off by just saying bye. <laughs> All right, well, bye. Bye. We're difficult. Let's go. All right, fine. <clears throat> bring, bring. Hello? Hello, this is Dwight Schrute from the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. Wow, that's great, because I need paper. Excellent, then you are in luck, because we are having a limited time offer only on everything. Wow, this is my lucky day. Ask him his name. What is your name, sir? I am Bill Butlicker. Really, that's your real name? How dare you? My family built this country, by the way. Be respectful, Dwight, please. Uh, uh, yes, Michael. Could you hold on one second? That's my other line. What? No, but I... Hello? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just on the phone with this stupid salesman. He's so dumb. Probably just gonna keep him on the line forever and not buy anything. <laughs> okay. It's up to you to change his mind. Sorry, that was a family emergency. Oh no, what's wrong? You know what? That's private. Boundaries, Dwight, I'm come on. I'm sorry, Mr. Butler. As I was saying, <sighs> we're having a limited- Speak up a little bit louder, I'm hard of hearing. He's hard if he's an old man. Okay, as I was saying, right now yeah, we are yeah, having- talk louder. Okay, our prices have never been lower. Son, you have Sorry. to talk louder. Never been lower. Louder, I, son! Butlicker! Our prices have never been lower! Stop it! Stop it! That is totally inappropriate. You never yell at the client. You now never you listen yell at the to me, client. sir. Here we go. The three words I would describe you as go. is aggressive, yes. hostile, and definitely difficult. Please, Mr. Butlicker. I'm irate right give now. Give me the phone. Please give me He's another irate. chance. Give me the phone. Mr. Butlicker. Give me the phone. I have to put you on with my boss. Well, I should hope so. Who is this? Hello, this is Michael Scott, regional manager. Well, this is William M. Butlicker. Hello, Mr. Butlicker. How may we help you? Michael, I like the sound of your voice. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy $1 million worth of paper products today. <laughs> See how it's done? Thank you very much, sir. I don't think you'll regret it. You know what I did? You are the master. There is one condition, Michael. Yes. You have to fire the salesman that treated me so terribly. Don't do it, Michael. Not talk about